to Thursday night at the Speakeasy Cafe. We would like to invite you to take the stage for the Sound of Ink Open Mic Poetry Night. Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show. I am so excited to be here tonight. I'll tell you what. I so look forward to these Thursday nights. You absolutely have no idea. We have some fun things going on tonight, so um, excited about that. Make sure that you have your paper and pencils or your journals out. And when we do the uh, the inspiration from the inkwell here in just a little bit, I want to kind of give you a heads up so you can have those at ready to write down your prompts for the week. And then... I guess the first thing, actually the first thing I need to do is let you guys know that if you would like to call in, the number is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965. Okay? And remember, bear with me, I have this big old plastic retainer in my mouth right now, so I'm talking kind of funny. If you hear me yell, it's because I bit my tongue. Just pay me no mind. Keep going. (laughs) All right, so yeah, once again, 646-595-3965 if you'd like to call in and read. I want to let you guys know that if you're interested in putting together a writer's workshop with us, you can shoot me what you shoot me an idea. Uh, probably the easiest way would be on Facebook Messenger. If you are not on my contacts list, you can find me under Nyla, N-Y-L-A, last name Alicia, A-L-I-S-I-A, Shoot me a message and let me know what you'd like to put together. Your workshops can be anywhere from a half an hour to three hours long, depending on how much time you need. We can just start it and stop it whenever you're ready. They can be pre-recorded, which means you can record them at home on your computer and email them to me, or we can do a conference-type call, maybe, and I can do a short interview with you at the beginning and talk about what you're going to do and chat with you or whatever you want me to do with you. And then um, just shut up, mute my mic, and you take over and do your workshop. You can do a combination of both. We could do the pre-recorded part at the beginning of the show, and then if you wanted to come on live and talk to callers and take questions or give answers or whatever, you can do that as well. You do not have to be a professional workshop provider in order to put one of these on. We all have something to teach and we all have something to learn. Basically, it's just a way for us to spend a little bit more intimate time together, more than what we are afforded here, and be able to share our inspirations and our ideas and and just be able to come together better as a community that way. So, yeah, shoot me over what you'd like to have done. We can get that set up, and it'll be awesome. The next thing, and this is very important, that I would like to do is we're going to talk about our 2020 broadcasting license sponsors for the year. We've only got a couple of weeks left where we're going to be able to let them know how much we appreciate them, so I want to make sure I take advantage of that. Those of you who stepped up to the plate last year and contributed funds towards our 2020 broadcasting licenses, those or licenses those of you who sponsored the show for the year, I just want to say thank you on behalf of all of us. You know, it's coming to the end of the year, and, you know, we'll be moving on to next year's sponsors, and I just make sure want to make sure that you guys get every ounce of love you deserve before time's up. <laughs> so our sponsors were are Debbie Kelly, Eric Sheldman, Sean and Maddie Gullickson, 
Melvin Douglas Johnson, Rick and Sean Clark, Raymond Bentley, Gary and Noreen Snyder, Richard Ward, Kevin Kraft, Gina Storm, Renee Cryer, James, a.k.a. One Sapien, Richard Ward, Colum Kennedy Hume. I want to thank you guys so much for helping to sponsor the show last year. You are amazing, and we appreciate you. We are right at the ends of doing our funds drive for our 2021 broadcasting license for the sponsors for this year. And I'm really happy to say that we met our goal for our two-hour show, so we will be able to continue broadcasting at a two-hour show. Thank you, everybody who contributed towards that. I'm going to do some things, try to push to be able to do the three, keep the three-hour show. Um, actually, put and, and nobody go. Oh my gosh! I mean, I, I even put my car up for sale on this. Okay, and this is a part where you're not supposed to say, "Oh my gosh," because it's a, a big six-cylinder SUV that I have not driven since I got my four-wheel or my four-cylinder truck, which is much better on gas, and I can adventure out into the boonies much further in it. Um, so it needs to go anyway. Uh, but I want to make sure that we are able to, if we can, keep our three hours. Also, I want to let you know that the funds that I'm going to be donating, I'm going to be donating in the name of the funds that I personally donate. I'm going to be donating in the names of some of the poets we've lost this year. We had one gal, really sweet girl, jump up to the plate and anonymously make a donation to the show in the name of Cherry Rose which is a poet we lost to COVID, the COVID virus here just a, a month or so ago. And I just you know, want to let them know that we appreciate doing that. It's a way for us to keep those that have taken off close to us. And um, so it was awesome. But I'm going to – I've got the, a list of poets that we lost last year that I'm going to be donating in the name of unless – and I wanted to put this out there because I didn't want to just – you know, do it. Um, unless any of you want to make a donation, want to make your donation in the name of one of the poets that we've lost, Glenn Still, Charles C.B. Banks, um, Philip Kent Church, to name a few of those. So if you, any of you would like to donate in their name, I just want to let you know that, that that's an option. Um, but that I think that that's important to do be able to keep them here and with us and supporting them like they supported us when they were with us. We one of the things that I did on the the um, the fundraiser, if you'll you know it's on it's uh, the event thingy, whatever it is, the GoFundMe, not GoFundMe, the the yo we need sponsors for the show post on my Facebook page, um, is that we met the we met the criteria, but we met the the goal for our two hour show. But what I didn't take into factor was the fees for the fundraiser. So we're actually going to be about $300 short on our goal So um, for that part of it. So if any of you still want to donate, make a donation, uh, it's okay we go a little bit over <laughs> because I didn't factor that in. I, I was unaware that their fees were so really high. Um, so even though we have met our goal, it's okay if we go a little bit over to help eat up some of those those fees. Um, <laughs> if you are not on, again, if you're not on my Facebook page, you can find me under Nyla Alicia and uh, check out what we're doing on the fundraiser. Shoot me a message and I can give you some information. Those of you who have, who have been uh, jumping up to the plate and helping out, I can't even tell you. I cannot wait. I'm so excited to talk about this group of people. You guys, you have no idea. But it's, it's a, a really kind of a cool, amazing thing 
that's been happening this year on our fundraiser. So check it out. Thank you for those who have already sponsored. If you would like to help sponsor the show, jump over my page. And uh, remember, even though it says we hit our goal, I, the, the fees need coverage still on the two-hour part. So, yeah. All right. Done with that part. Done. Let's move on. <laughs> um, I would like to go over... Um, I'd like to go over your inspiration from the inkwell, as I mentioned earlier. So if you haven't taken out your pencil and paper yet, go ahead and grab those, grab your journal. I really like these things to be handwritten, just because your brain thinks differently when you write by hand as opposed to when you um, are typing on something back backlit. So my preference is to, um, yeah, pencil, paper. Pen, whatever you'd like. Isn't it weird the way we get attached to things? Right before the show, um, I, I spent the last couple of weeks really redoing my office, my home office, so it was more uh, work better with what I'm with what I'm doing. <laughs> and um, I, I, I don't know. We all have favorite pens, right? And so I'm getting ready for the, but they they run out. And so I, you know, I dumped out my giant drawer full of pens, and I tested them all, and I threw away the ones that were out of ink, and I only kept the ones that had ink. And so I grabbed one, and I started writing with it, and it didn't feel right. The, it, it didn't. I didn't like the way it slid across the paper. I didn't like the way it. I, I didn't like it. It didn't feel right. And so it's like ew, ew. It was just like really, just like totally ew. <laughs> So I threw it away, and I reach in and I grab another one, and it's the same thing. I didn't, and I had to go through like six pins until I finally found one that felt right in my hand. And it's like, okay, so once you use up all your pens and you throw them back in the drawer empty, you don't know you need more. And then when you do need them and you're out, you don't have them because you didn't so clean out pen drawer more often. That was in my note to self. Yeah, I had to go through a whole bunch of them until I found one that where it just felt good in my hand. The ink flowed. It moved on around paper, across paper like I'm familiar with. It was comfortable. I don't know if anyone else, if you guys are like that, have something weird like that, let me know, because then I won't feel so silly. But it, it was strange. It was strange. I just I just threw the last one away and, and just actually grabbed the good one as I was talking to you about doing it, <laughs> um, which made me think of it. All right, so I was giving you enough time to grab your journals if you hadn't already. So, again, I like to have these handwritten. If not... That's fine. You're, I'm, I'm not your mama. I can't tell you what to do. I ain't the boss of you. Um, if you miss any of this as I go through it, don't worry. You can come back and listen to the podcast of the show in the archives and start and stop it at your leisure and write down things if I get lost or go off running somewhere chasing a butterfly in some kind of conversation and just totally get you all messed up. <laughs> You can come back, listen to it after the show. In fact, you know, if you're ever sitting there some night and you can't think of anything to write about, just go the first 10 minutes of any of our shows, and you'll be able to grab something and be off and running. So what we are working on right now for your journal assignments, now your journal assignments are one-on-one time yoga pants time with your brain and your muses. These aren't meant to be seen by anybody. So it really gives you some creative license that when you sit down to write, it's like, oh, my God, this is not going on Facebook. I don't have to worry about how many people like it. I'm not going to carry my phone with me even into the bathroom just in case someone likes it, and I need to know that right this moment. Um, this is just time for you to explore your brain, explore your pen one-on-one time with you. and your, you know, This isn't for popular consumption. This is for you. So, But I want to keep you consistently writing like that. And so every week I give you this journal assignment. 
the one that we're working on right now is we're working on exploring our sources of inspiration, things that reach out to you all day long, every single day, no matter where you are or what you're doing, and poke you, make you notice them. Your, your ears perk up. Your eye, you do, you do a, a double take real fast. Something happens and you have a stutter. Those are the things you need to pay attention to. Those are the things you need to listen to. You know, I could set 10 people in a coffee shop and ask them to write down a list of five things that caught their attention. And there will be different things on all the lists. It's different for everybody. And so by doing these things, doing what we're, we're talking about here, you're going to train yourself to listen to them, to pay attention to them. Okay? And these things will help you in finding your unique or true voice as a poet. It'll give you a list of references you can look at and use when writing poetry within, you know, using your own brand of unexpected or surprising imagery that really makes poems stand out, makes them memorable or have that emotional impact, you know. It keeps you from writing the same poem as everyone else. You know, listen to the world around you. Listen to it speaking to you. You know, it has a language where it speaks to you that's just between the two of you. No two languages are the same. So I really want you to pay attention to that world around you. And the observations that you make, the things that amuse you, the things that inspire you. Once you be able to recognize them, they'll have more powerful impact. So, so excuse me. So last week for our observations... Um, let me see how is I going to do this. I, I'm kind of shaking things up, so I'm reading through my notes as I'm trying to talk. I should just be able to look at my notes and read them, but no. Um, last week, I had you write down... Okay, yeah, that's what I need to do. Finish last week's. So these have been two parts. I'll give you the first part this week, and I'll give you the second part next week. So last week... I had you write down a list of everything that seemed out of place, that seemed like it didn't belong, something lost or misplaced or out of order, you know, keeping track of anything and everything you saw that was odd in its environment, that type of thing. All right, so as you walk through the week, you should have had your little journal on you that you should have on you at all times and just jot down every single thing that, that just wasn't quite right. All right. This week, I want you to rewrite or write a poem or a short story, whatever you want. Remember, this is journal writing. You don't have to share it with anybody unless you want to. But I want you to, to write in whatever form you want to about a time in your life where you felt like you were the thing out of place. So take that whole list of things that you observed all week long that weren't that were just a little bit off. And I want you to use that list to write about a time where you felt like you were the thing out of place. I want you to use the list you made as examples of how you felt. You know, find examples in that list that will tell the story visually of what you were feeling inside. Make those feelings tangible with those concrete images of everything you saw this week. It was out of place. Find the ones that fit. And a lot of them should because, again, these are things that reached out and grabbed you, poked you on the shoulder, tripped you a little bit, 
whispered in your ear. So that'll, that'll be fun. So this week, your observations I want you to make, the list I want you to make, is I want you to make a list of everything you see or observe or hear, maybe, that moves too fast or is moving too slowly. All right. This week, I want you to make a list of all and pay attention to all the things you notice, you notice that move too fast or move too slowly. And then next week, I will give you the topic to write using the things that you observe and record between now and next Thursday. All right. All right, so that is your journal assignment. Now, your writing exercise. Exercise is different than your journal assignment. Journal assignment is a yoga pants time. This is, this is lifting weights and running laps time. Writing exercises are meant to stretch you, make you grow, push you out of your comfort zone, make you do things you wouldn't normally do, and in doing these, you will grow as a person. You'll be able to flex those muscles and become stronger. I'm doing something a little bit different because I want to... I, and I think I'm going to do these, do it in this format here for a little bit, because I really I want you to concentrate on this, what we're doing here. And I think if I just give too many, too much stuff each week, it'll get convoluted, and you just, no, I'm going to, I can do that because it's my show, right? I can do whatever I want. So this is what I'm doing. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm switching things up. I'm giving you your writing exercise the whole push you out of your comfort zone thing. And I'm combining it with your poetry prompts that I give at the end. So normally there's a writing exercise and then I give you the prompts. Well, I'm going to combine this because I think it's going to make it easier for you to do the writing exercise if I put it with your prompts. It'll be more fun, I think, and more engaging, more user-friendly, I guess. I don't know. So... What I'm going to do is we are doing our pick apart a prompt, and I always want at the front of your mind the first thing that you do before you do anything creatively, really, but before you do anything, before you write, is to stop, slow down, and think. You know, what you do, remember what you do with a prompt before you write to it is way more important than what you write. So I want you to look far beyond the prompt. I want you to look for all the different things inside of it, the concepts that it could become. I want you to hold it up and look at all of its facets. Okay. So your pick apart a prompt. Oh, yeah, right, snap, there wasn't one, right? is going to be all of the prompts I gave you for your poems. Now, your poetry prompts, remember, are like seeds planted. They're meant to grow into poems. A prompt can be the title of, a line in, or the general concept of your poem, and what you do with them beyond those guidelines is up to you, but it needs to be the title of, a line in, or the general concept of your poem. I'm giving you 12 of them because we are combining your uh, pick apart a prompt exercise along with your prompts for this week. So I want you to number your paper 1 through 12. I'm going to run through these real quick and let you know what your prompts are. And once again, if I lose you on any of those, I'll be giving them a couple times. But if I lose you on any of them, then just remember you can come back after the show and be able to write them down at your leisure. And I've kind of put the... I've, I've been hadn't been, but I think I'm going to kind of be putting the prompts together in such a way that makes it a little bit more user-friendly if you want to write one poem using all 12 prompts. So 
So, I mean, not obviously put together. You're going to have to work at it, but I kind of had that in the back of my mind. So anyway, let's get your prompts down so you have those out of the way. Number your paper 1 through 12. Number 1, white rivers. White rivers. Number 2, the land of palms. The land of palms. Number 3, dream of following boxcars. Dreams of following boxcars. Number 4, the thunderstorm readies itself the thunderstorm readies itself number five where it was she traveled where it was she traveled number six dance of stillness that one is a good one for miss audrey dance of stillness number seven there can be shadows in the dark there can be shadows in the dark Number eight, like ants crawling on bread. Like ants crawling on bread. Number nine, the winged moon. Like wings, you know, flap, flap. <laughs> the winged moon. Number ten, she paints her canvas black. She paints her canvas black. Number eleven, in a magazine with pretty girls. In a magazine with pretty girls. And twelve, the darkness of our room, the darkness of our room. So remember that um, you can write you can write one poem to each prompt if you want. You can just pick one prompt and write one poem, or you can write a, twelve different poems. You can mix and match and use line eight and ten and three and seven, and write a poem using those lines. Or you can get real froggy and use all twelve lines in one poem. Okay. Now, when you work with these, I really want you to think about your pick-a-prompt mentality. And I always tell you that, but I figured that it's going to be much easier if I just incorporate it into one thing and scale it down, make it easy. So I'm simplifying it and keeping it fun. So with your pick-a-prompt prompts, all 12 of them, what I want you to do is at the top of your journal page, I want you to write your first prompt, and in this case, White Rivers. Then I would like you to make a list under that of six, just six, before I had you do the whole page. Now it's just six. I would like you to make a list of six different thought processes you could follow writing to this prompt. Only six. Unless you choose to do more, you know, for any of them at all, for any reason. Never limit yourself, you know. Always follow through the process until it lets you go. Never let go of it first. So I write down White Rivers and then six different processes you could follow thought process you could follow writing to that six different ideas or directions you could take each prompt six different poem subjects whatever it is uh, for example okay so for white white rivers and i'm and i want to i don't normally do this because then i mess up the prompt and you have my ideas in your head i want your ideas in there but i'm going to mess this one up so for example white rivers this is what i want you to do i want you to write right <laughs> i'm a professional Write white rivers at the top of the page and then write things like, number one, um, the way the minorities get swept up in white justice. Or two, um, two, what it's like living with mental illnesses. Okay. Number three, falling in love. Uh, the fourth one could be um, feeling caged and needing to break free. 
Number five could be um, how civilization has changed our landscape. Perhaps, you know, if we were to look at it in the, uh, through the eyes of our first peoples here, you know, and how, you know, I, I think about it, you know, Lewis and Clark came over here to the Pacific Northwest just barely over 200 years ago. That's not very long at all, 200 years and came to this beautiful, pristine, untouched country. And in 200 years, we can't eat fish out of the river, the Willamette River. Think about that. That's crazy. So maybe that could be the concept you could take that. Um, maybe global warming or your love of nature. Okay, so sit there, write that down, and then write down all the different ideas you could have to that prompt. In doing that, you're taking yourself away from the first knee-jerk reaction you have when you hear something that inspires you. If I were to say Halloween, what's the first thing that's going to pop in 90% of people's heads? A pumpkin. Oh, Halloween, I'm going to write a pumpkin poem. No, we're going we're gonna to dig deeper than that in your heads. You've got better stuff in there. All right, so... Really push yourself to look inside a prompt and find your unique voice, your unique idea inside that one. So once again, pick a part prompt exercise and your poetry prompts are combined. Write your first prompt at the top of the page. Write six directions you could take that. Then write the next one. Do the same. Write the next one all the way down the list of 12. And... Just, I'll probably go into that a little bit next week because I don't want to be yammering too much. But, um, you know, in doing this exercise, and I do want to go into more detail with it next week because I think it's important. But, you know, doing these things are really, really important skills to hone yourself into a writer's discipline. Anyone who wants to push themselves, challenge themselves, who doesn't want to be ordinary, who wants their poetry to stand out and be different, and we all know what I'm talking about. We all strive for that. We all strive to write something that makes people stop. This makes them stop for a moment. Okay. Doing things like this will help you write that way because it will help you write outside of the ordinary, outside of the crowd. So, you know, if you, like I said, if you missed any of this that I went through, if I got sidetracked and got you too messed up, <laughs> Just go back and listen to the archives at the end of the show. You can grab it all from there. So have fun with those. I'm not going to read through them again. You can come back and listen to the three. I was going to, but I'm not going to read through all the prompts again. You can come back and grab those off if you didn't get them all written down. Have fun with them. Remember, we're focusing on reading, reading, reading. If you're not reading more than you're writing, you're doing it backwards. You have to have input in order to have output. Feed your brains. You know, you are what you eat applies to what you feed your brain as well. So read, read, read. The next thing is remember the two suggested activities we've been focusing on. First, learn one new poetry form a month, even if you do it poorly, as you know, we seldom do something amazing our first try. It's important to go out and try new things, step out of our comfort zone, um, because that's where we grow. Oh, so poetry forms are one of those places I found where we can all use improvement. We don't all know everything. And I like to look at them as like word puzzles. So go out and have fun playing with words and learn one new poetry form every single month. Month. The second thing was writing a haiku every day. You know, people say it's hard to get into that discipline of writing every day. 
It just depends on what that dis- discipline is. Instead of setting yourself up for failure, how about setting yourself up for success? All right? Make it simple. Make it easy. Make it doable. Make it doable, unthinkingly doable. All right? So, And that's what this is, helping you with that writer's discipline, keeping that part of the brain active, keeping you focused on the things around you, having you pay attention to your environment, having you listen to that side of your brain, letting that brain part of the brain know that you think is important. Okay, you don't always have to be adulting every second. So writing a haiku every single day, going out in the world from the time you wake up until the time you go to bed and find something worth 17 syllables. And I don't care if it's only 15 syllables, Get those poetic hiccups on paper. The haiku, it can be sorted out later. And you guys hear me say this all the time. But it gets you in the habit of writing and and realizing, you know, you can go back and add those extra two syllables later, but it, it, that makes you realize that, that editing, that you some of you guys just avoid at all costs, editing is your true and best friend, right? Absolutely your best friend. But forgetting what you're writing, not writing them down during the day, not writing down these little poetic hiccups you have, that's bad. That's not your friend. So get them down in writing. So every single day, write down 17, or write down a haiku, 17 syllables. Find something worth those 17 syllables every day. Just think at the end of a year's time, you could have a, you know, a bunch of haikus, you could pick 60 of them, between 38 and 60 of them, and you'd have a haiku. You know, how do you write a book? One poem at a time. How do you do that? One day at a time. A haiku. You could have a haiku book in no time at all. All right. So that's all I have for your inspiration from the inkwell. If you didn't catch all of that, as I said, you can come back and listen to the archives later and get them written down. I need to figure out how kind of format I'm going to use it in, but I do always put our poetry prompts up on the page, so you can watch my Facebook page as well for those pop up there. All right, now I'm going to play an audio track. I always start and end every episode with an audio track, so if you are a recording artist and you would like to have your track played on the air, you can send those to me at the word that is in the speaky, uh, but that is in the, the email title, the speakeasy cafe at gmail.com. Make sure you put audio file, audio track, MP3, something like that in the subject line for me. I'll get load them uploaded to the show's library, and we will pay, play them for the world. God, it's hard to talk with this thing in my mouth. Okay, so boom, yeah, there we go. The track that I'm going to play for you tonight is by Mama Oladeji, and it's being played in honor of her birthday today. So excited about that. I'm hoping she'll call in tonight. But this is her track. It is called Ode to Nina Simone, and it is amazing. Ode to Nina Simone. Nina! Miss Simone, Miss Simone, you're our own. They loved you in France with a love like mine. African queen, bar 
from home. You're our own. When you sing for women and such, you're more than too much. And when you sing, my skin is black, I was taken aback. Say you ain't got no I knew what you meant Mr. Moan My life My life was touched When you bellowed out My name is Peaches My name is Peaches When you were so far ahead of your time That even when you died died, The rest The rest Still behind behind. Mr. Moan Mr. Moan Mr. Moan you're our own. You touched my soul. Your music's never old. When you tickle those keys, you touch something in me. With a bubble so bold, I just had to ask, why, how did the world miss you? But oh, no, not I. I hung on to your every word, to every word you sung. Even to this day, you can make me cry. But not for you, but not for you, but everyone, but everyone that missed you. Oh, Miss Simone, you were a delicious treat. Oh, how I still love you. Miss Simone, Miss Simone. You're our own. I felt your pain from the depths of Georgia to New York City. Oh, what a pity that they missed you. How you were treated was sickening. America's loss was Europe's gain. Being more open-minded as your songs reminded they caused you to drift away from home, the home of the slaves. How you were treated was a pity from Georgia to New York City. Since you've been gone, things have not been the same. Now they remember your name. And now they remember your name. Miss Simone. Miss Simone, you are That was Vicky Aqua, Mama, Gangsta Granny, Woman of a Million Faces and One Huge Heart. Happy birthday to her, and uh, hopefully we'll hear from her. She'll be calling in later and reading. That would be nice, but today is her birthday, so um, hopefully she's out celebrating. 
I want to let you know what comes up next. First of all, once again, if you would like to have your call in and read and, and, and read your poem on the air, you can dial in to 646-595-3965, 646-595-3965, and follow the directions. We'll be able to bring you on and you'll be able to read. We do take callers in the order that you call in such as area code, looks like 575 is our first caller tonight. So listen for your telephone area code. When I bring you on, please make sure it's really important to introduce yourself. Please, I am asking you, I'm begging you to do this. It's so vitally important. Say, hi, this is fill in the blank. (laughs) And... uh, you need to have, number one, it's really important to have your name attached to your work. Number two, you want to make sure that the people out there know who's reading. All right, so they can concentrate. Instead of, you know, messaging me, who is this, who is this, who is this, they can be sitting there and paying attention to what you're reading. So it's really important to make sure that you introduce yourself before you start reading. Then right now, with the lines the way they are, you can read two shorter, normalish poems or one long one if the lines get any busier at all we're going to cut that back to just one if that happens on your turn please forgive me we had to do that last week and that as at least i hate doing that so just be conscious of your time if it does get too busy i have to change it back to one i will let you know if that happens right now you're good for two short normalish ones or one longer one And then when you are done reading, please make sure that you give everyone your URL. It's really important for them to know how to come find you, for you to be able to connect, do your social networking. Um, That's really important for a lot of reasons, and I'm really trying to find the time to do a workshop that talks kind of about that. But anyway, yeah, that's important. Do that. Give your URL. Remember that we have mature rating, guys. That means you're probably going to hear about anything on here. I have no clue what's coming up on the next line I unmute, okay? So you're bound to hear just about anything, with the exception of hardcore adult pornea, okay? We we don't have an adult rating. So the, the bumping body parts, the tab A into the slot B, the hardcore stuff, you can't read here. There's some great shows on the network where you can, and uh, they're amazing. So, you know, there there is a place to be able to read your your adult poetry, but you can't hear. So don't push that envelope. Don't get us in trouble with our rating. Everything else, you're good to go. I want to give you the first three callers so you kind of know where you are in the lineup and if you're coming up fairly quickly. We have 575 followed by 731 followed by 615. Okay. And then I do want to let area code, uh, first of all, 813, Audrey, you were in the lineup, and then you came out of the lineup. So I don't know if you need to wait before you come on the air or if you knew that you didn't press 1. So if you still want to be in the lineup in your original position, press 1. That's 831. Press 1, and that will put you back up where you were because I always write down the callers on paper and pen. Pen and paper. Can you hear it? something not backlit because the board messes up on me all the time, and I just want to make sure that none of you guys ever lose your place, if and when that does. All right, I got you, 813. All right, so I do want to let area codes 503, area code 757, and 407 know that you are not in the lineup. So if any of the three of you wanted to come on air, 503, 
757 or 407. Okay, let me know. Press 1. That'll let me know it's okay to unmute you. If you guys are here just hanging out and listening for a bit, appreciate you being here. Thank you. If you change your mind at any time, again, 503-757 or 407. If any of you change your mind and you want to come on, just press 1 at any time. All righty? So let's go ahead and get to our first caller, area code 7 or 575. Hello, Nyla. This is Levi Miracle from Tucumcari, New Mexico. Hello, Mr. Miracle. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Nyla? Absolutely wonderful. How's your song doing? My song? Well, uh, unfortunately, it didn't make it in the contest that I was hoping it would. It didn't go any further than semifinals, but it's in a special promotion in that same contest. You know, they, like, branch off into different promotions and stuff. They have a demo your lyrics promotion and they have a stocking stuff uh-huh. promotion. So yeah, it's in a promotion that it could still win, but I didn't make it to the finalist, so that's but that's, that's okay. I'm I'm in uh, I was happy enough to make semi, so that's pretty cool. And uh As I was gonna say, you know, out of out of all the you know, out of all the people that uh, yeah, that's that's pretty amazing to be able to do that. Yeah. And that's uh, one song next year putting another yeah, twenty six thousand entered this year, and I think only, I think they said only about eleven hundred made it through to semis. So that's incredible. Altogether, I I'm mean, so not just in one category, but yeah. And it well, was really you. fun. Yeah, and you know, it's it one thing we great. talked about the process where they turned your your lyrics into a song, and you had no yes. control over that process. There's so many times that a song has gone out there in the music industry. Mm-hmm. You know, or, you know, poems out into the music industry, because that's how most of this starts. But somebody will hear it, but it will hear a completely different thing. Yeah. And so someone can hear the song the way it's composed right now and love the lyrics, but hear it played a different way and grab those lyrics and rewrite them. So you have them out there, and that's what's important. Right. out yeah. there in the world and now. They're in front of faces, and someone's seeing it. Yeah, that that is the cool part. And I have it in another contest, the Great American Songwriting Contest. And those have they haven't revealed the results yet. That will come up in about probably about a week. So I'm anxious to see if I made it through there as well. So we'll see. Hopefully. That'll be way cool. <laughs> Fingers crossed, right? Mm-hmm. So what did you bring us tonight, sweetheart? I brought two pieces. One is brand spanking new. And the other one, uh, the first one I'm going to read is out of my um, my uh, collection, the autobiography of a broken kid, and it is entitled The Daughter of Home. I shall endure. I will endure. Excerpt from I am Joaquin, Rodolfo. Corky Gonzalez. Make it so. Make it so. Those were the last words of a dying woman who cared about nothing but giving to others and supplying the best that she could get that she could give for her family. But for many years was given very little. A woman whose hands had put in more time than her boss's grandfather clock 
that she polished on a daily, who scrubbed the white back into the white man's toilets, but was too dark of skin not to mention too dirty to spit to sit upon. A woman who was made to believe for many years that she couldn't voice her opinion because of her brown the brown in her name, not to mention in her complexion. A woman who cooked and cleaned, whose sweat caked in the handkerchief that was wrapped around her brow, fingertips that bled and blistered in the wash tub, and whose soles and arches ached with the pain of inhumane way of agony for just the scraps from the rich men's table, hand-me-downs from a country club society and from a bigoted way of thinking. A woman whose pride was stronger than any other patriot that stood underneath the colors of the red, white, and blue, yet had to bow behind the shadows of an American white man's success. America the beautiful, America the proud, home of the brave, home of the hands that sowed your earth and plowed your fields, home of the hearts that broke and were rebroken for the sake of integrity, home of the feet that walked your streets, that bled on the doorsteps of our freedom for a future in prosperity, home of the silence for mouths of the minority for many decades, home of past memories that we can't wash away with soap and water, that we can't scrub like a stain, home to everything you know but were unable to be part of for so many years. Yes, so many men, women, and children lived and died before the ways of America could be enjoyed by everyone. You have always been the sons and daughters of our America, a child in this house we call home. America the beautiful, America the proud, America of the blood and bone, in peace. That was absolutely freaking amazing. Anyway, Thank that was you. phenomenal. Yeah, I yeah I I like it. I think it's pretty good, and that's why I put it in my book. <laughs> you know, it, it I speaks so it, strongly to that whole pompous mentality where you see these people get up there in their self freaking righteousness and say, "We built this country." Yeah, you did. You didn't do it. They did. The people <laughs> exactly. you still look down on. The st- people you still walk on. The people who are still gum on the bottom of your shoe. Yeah. So you didn't do anything. They did. They built this country. You know. So I I love that you call them out in this piece. I love, I love the way that you did it much more eloquently than I would have. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah, I wrote that about uh, I don't know three or four years ago, and I thought it was a good piece. So I put it in my book. So. Well, I don't believe I, I can't believe I don't have a copy of that, by the way, yet. I need to get one. I need to get it so you can yes, sign it I, for me. Yeah, yeah, that would be great. <laughs> um, okay, so my second poem is entitled just simply L-O-V-E, spaced out just like that. <laughs> okay, uh, okay. Love. It's a simple four-letter word. Easy to say, easy to pronounce. Flows off the tongue quite nicely, love. 
But for me, for some, love is the hardest four-letter word in our vocabulary. Love trickles out the mouths of so many so effortlessly, so flawlessly, yet so frivolous. Love is a word I believe should be reserved for those who know its true meaning. Love is a Gatlin gun-wielding ambush of the heart. It takes you by surprise. It takes you by the wings, and right before you greet the heavens, love takes away your ability to fly. Love. Yeah, probably guessed by now, I've been hurt by this four-letter word we call love. And you're right. If hurt means destroyed, if hurt means devastation, I was in love once. So much in love to the point I could smell the scent of her heart a mile away. I could feel her, vibra- her vibrated footsteps before she even entered the room. I was so damn in love with her when she cried, a part of my soul shriveled up into a ball of absence as her tears made me start to lose my faith in God. You see, love is the reason why my heart of mine has too many scars to count, too many bullet holes that have leaked all of my love out. Love why I cry myself to sleep now, why this little four-letter word so easy to say, so easy to pronounce, has become so hard for me to comprehend, love. Last time she looked in my eyes, she glared as if she were staring into an hourglass, watching the seconds fall as the last grain of sand hits the bottom. The bottom of that hourglass meant our heartstring guitars would never again play the melody of love. Love is the reason why I can't look at her picture without fuming. Every time I think of her at all, I get this ball in the pit of my stomach. Love has become an ulcer I never want to experience again. Love, this four-letter word, this amazing feeling we get in our hearts. Love, this torpedo to the soul. Love, this is a word I hope never again travels through my ears or exits my lips. Love, I wonder... Does she cry when she thinks of me? Does she cringe every time that four-letter word enters her mind? I loved her so much, to the point I think love will never again mean the same thing. It's just another four-letter word among thousands in peace. That was intense. You did a fantastic job in that piece, that... Uh, you know, it's one of the things I talk about when I was doing the inspiration from the inkwell is being able to use really solid, concrete imagery things to mm-hmm. be able to manipulate what the reader or the listener hears when you say it. Like the line, and forgive me if I get it wrong, but the concept is there, where you talked about being um, rolled up into a ball of absence. Absence. Absence, yes. Absence or absent? Absence, like the absence of all, you know, like, yeah. Like it's nothing's there, okay. Yeah, nothing there, yeah. So me, with my old ears, I heard absent. Oh, okay. You drink? Yeah. <laughs> but, but either example, either, either example there, it, it works the same way because mm. what, what happens? What is someone trying to do when they they curl up in a ball? They're trying to comfort themselves, right? Like but either you, either yeah. absence or absence, whichever one you want to hear, 
mm-hmm. is anything but comforting. You know, so you're desperately curling. When, what, ha- what has to happen to make you curl up in a fetal position, to curl up in a ball? It has to be pretty bad to resort you to that very primal state of protecting yourself, curling up in the fetal position. And being right. able, when you do right. curl up, you find anything but what you're looking for. You know, so the yes. way that you wrote yes. that line made that very, you know, made that a very profound point, you know, of that absolute, utter nothing left to hold on to or grab a hold of or put your feet under you or it was just great. It was a great piece. Oh, thank you. And you're the first place I read it, so. (laughs) I feel so special. Right? (laughs) I do. (laughs) Yes. All right, Steve, I do me a favor, my love. I'm really glad you could, too. Tell them Um, how to find you. Yes, you can find me. Uh, the Poetry and Writings of Levi J. Miracle on Facebook. Miracle spelled M-E-R-I-C-L-E. You can also find me on the Poets and Writers database. I'm listed there in their registry or in their, yeah, in their registry. Um, you can find works, a lot of my works there. And then just Google me and you'll find a bunch of magazines and uh, places I publish poetry, so... And I'm also a songwriter, cool. so you can some, find some 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 of my music online. Not a lot. I haven't put a lot out there. I, I'm trying to enter in contests and stuff. So, but yeah. Well, keep us posted on how all that stuff's going. Well, I sure will, Nyla. Yeah, <laughs> you, you bet. All right, sweetheart. And we'll talk to you next week. Absolutely, and you have a wonderful weekend. You too, baby. We'll talk to you soon. All righty. Bye bye. All right. Our next caller comes from area code seven three one seven three one. You're on the air. That would be me. It would be you, Michael. You have the weirdest yes. number in the whole flipping world. I want you to know that because I always write down, like I told Audrey, because she slipped out of line. I always write down the numbers on paper so that in case something like that happens, you don't lose your place in line because sometimes people get disconnected and stuff. When you called in and I wrote down the list of numbers, it was a completely different number than what you are on right now. And it is absolutely impossible for numbers to get flipped like that. So I don't know what's going on with your number. When you first called in, it was the same area code but a different phone number. Now it's the same area code. It's just weird. Absolutely well, weird. here in West Tennessee, we're under a tornado watch for another three hours. So maybe this tornado's doing it. Have you ever seen a tornado? So when you say that, no. why do I get excited? No, <laughs> you've not seen a tornado. You could have seen the tornado, but you took a wrong turn and you didn't go and you missed it. I know. We all know. I know. I'm very so, sorry about that. Um, what was I thinking about? Oh, I know. I know. Alma Magenta. Mm-hmm. Alma Magenta comes to mind. Her folks hailed from France. She was on a trip through the Southwest back in 1972 when the horses pulling the stagecoach she was a passenger in were spooked by random gunfire, which just happened to graze the stagecoach driver across the forehead. When the coach was finally brought to a still by the random passers-by, one of whom was the person that shot the now unconscious driver, Alma jumped from the coach carrying a basket of cats and ran for the high brush. One of the innocent until proven guilty, soon to be called bandits, 
shot her in the bonnet, just missing her forehead. She face-planted and in the process tossed her cat basket. The cat had a decorative ribbon around its neck, which became tangled in the wicker basket. The robber pursuer saw the basket escaping, although he could not see the streaking cat. As he chased on foot, he spied the black cat and exclaimed, Panther! To make a long story short, after tying the driver and Alma up, a lone rider approached. As he came to the camp, just before the maybe outlaws drew on him, he reached inside a basket concealed by a blanket and tossed a black cat into the air, shouting, Skunk! As the two road agents glanced upward, the lone rider slapped leather and shot them both in the face. Each fell to the ground, graveyard dead. The valiant rescuer untied the hostages. He introduced himself as Javier. He said he was on his way to a nearby settlement to sing at a dance party. Alma allowed that was her destination as her uncle Bray was the square dance caller there. They agreed to ride in together. When the stage driver asked Javier what they should do about the one-of-the bandits, Javier paused and turned and shot them again. As he mounted his horse, he leaned into the window of the coach and asked Alma, was there a reward on that house cat? She smiled and said, no. Javier grinned sheepishly and replied, I was afraid of that. In peace. I love you so much. <laughs> that was incredible. <laughs> I don't know anyone who who is able to spin a yarn the way you do. And, so you and that figured is, out that I is, made that up, huh? What's that? You figured out I made that up, huh? <laughs> I don't know anybody from 1872. Alma does. Yeah. So is right. Javier. That's right. They do now, at least. Absolutely. I bet they live happily <laughs> ever after. <laughs> oh, I miss I miss reading your writing like that. I miss your storytelling so much. Well, all right. I read that really more. fast. I read it really fast and knocked it out. I've been on there for like five minutes, so I'm going to read one more poem, and I want to read another poem from my new friend, April Skies. Her Facebook page is www.facebook.com slash Edgar Allen Poet. So far, she hasn't scared me, but I know it's coming. <laughs> I, know she'll be spooky. I know she'll be spooky before it's all said and done. She'll take me to task. It's just a matter of time. She's going to come on the show when she gets moved in, by the way. Yep. That'll be she great. Didn't, she didn't promise me, but as her day, she's coming. She can't until she gets moved in. She really is moving, like like moving her residence to uh, Los Angeles from who knows where. I don't know where. I would guess San Diego, but that's just a wild guess. Nothing to base that on. She has a poem that I recorded this week trying to get her attention and I recorded this poem in under a minute 
I'll send it to you if you want. But this one, I can't read it that fast on the air. I'll be tripping all over myself. It's a poem that she wrote in 2012. And this is Manipulating the Pendulum by April Skies. We are forgotten until we relearn the sky in its voice, the balance of earth and fire, the cost of flame. We must remeasure the soil with our empty cups and quiet fears that render us silent, divide the gold from ore, reset the balance of things, the elements abandoned as myth. We are forgotten until we recount the stars and wheat fields which divide us sound and distance from our true purpose and its bend against this endless circle of survival and sustenance. But time can be reset. A universal reversal as sand vessels still to brim and sundial shadows shift. Centuries of clock hands dance their backward spin as fossils become diamonds under the weight and pressure of our sanguine dreaming. And we together manipulate the pendulum to rebuild our most precious commodity, hope. In poem. That was fantastic. That was phenomenal. And right, right in the center of the piece, you could hear, you, you could, you could see a physical shift. You know, from the, I don't know, the best way for me to describe it is going from the science, science to the magic of something. The first part of it was very direct, very much the science. And then the second half of it became more ethereal in, in their sound and word usages and everything like that. I thought it was pretty amazing. That's the, that's the first form of hers that just really knocked me off my, well... Acapella was first. This one right here, the the word machinations, the tongue twisters, if you will, um, mm-hmm. devastating, devastatingly difficult for a person like me to get through. But but it's doable if I really concentrate. So there. Thank you, April Skies, for letting me read your poetry on the air. Thank you, darling. It was amazing. Now you know what time it is, Mom. I know what you're going to say. It's time for Mike to step aside and make room for the real poets. Y'all have a blast tonight. Love you. Bye. <laughs> Love you, too. Bye, sweetheart. All right. Our next poet comes from area code... 
Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, I'm not going to waste any time. I have a haiku and a poem. So, my haiku goes like this. You are temptation. You're trying to be my girl. Ball of confusion. <laughs> In peace. <laughs> it's like watching a train wreck coming towards you, right? Yes. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> Thank you. Good job on that one, sweetheart. Thank you. And now my poem, and it comes from a prompt you had last week. Mm. And, yes, and I thank you for those prompts because now you're giving me more ideas to build off of. So I appreciate that. That, I love it. I love it. Okay, I want to hear Okay, the title of it is called Beginning of Our Imprisonment, a Fictional Account. Hold on just a second, please. Okay, I'm back. I sit here in bewilderment, pondering over the beginning of our imprisonment, simmering thoughts against each other while seeing our children hurt. We made vows we didn't understand for better or worse. You cussed, and I cursed. We worked our last nerves. We lost a lot of money telling our private business to public counselors. Doing too much arguing, always agreeing to disagree. I still don't know what the hell you wanted from me. I aim to be better than every man you let bed you. Now I'm in this corner of this jail cell, regretting how I let you rule. Trying to live the slogan, happy wife, happy life. Wishing I had a megaphone to tell the world that's a best lie. We thought we were ready, but we were amateurs. All we did was play house as a boy and a girl. For wasting your time and being in this camouflage, pretending this was love I got from you, I'm sorry, and I'm out. I'm trying to be cordial and be more than child support for the kids. Please don't be an obstacle, and I promise to be positive. We may not be a family as a statistical casualty, but I plan to teach responsibility. Wait, why do you laugh at me? You was the one wanting to be the man of the house. By shutting down every attempt to lead us, degrading me until I was defeated. Emotionally beaten, congratulations, you achieved that. Yes, I could have cheated, but I didn't didn't to prove I was committed. But now I'm in the straitjacket trying to escape this asylum of insanity. I should have listened last minute to the spirit trying to guide me. I should have said I don't, but I choose to defy it. That voice inside me saying, don't do it, don't try it. Now we're running from piles of divorce papers. Now I'm living with the I told you so statements from family and friends and now I see myself as a failure but I did this with you and there's no way I can change that the beginning of our imprisonment ended in hatred it didn't have to be this way if we executed patience 
and now you're causing problems with me and my new lady. Tell me, God, how long am I to stay in this jail cell? I become a concrete dandelion under these tribulations and trials. Wind blown against me, but I'm unable to move as I'm stuck in this purgatory because I'm connected with you. And that's that piece. You know, I, I love, absolutely love the point in there, you know, where you're talking about this woman, you know, who, you know, she's the one wearing the pants and she's the one that's controlling things and, and constantly beating you down until it's hard for you to stand up. And I see women do that all the time, sit around and treat their men like crap and bitch and bellyache and moan and groan in public about, you know, what, what a piece of butthead he is and blah, 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 and just ripping him apart, you know, and, mm-hmm. and then getting mad when, mad when, you know, he doesn't, it's like, that reminds me of a line I wrote in a poem, and it's really a dumb line, but I really love it, even though it's stupid. <laughs> but the line goes, it goes, um, ladies, quit cutting the balls off your man. A lion isn't a lion if he eats from your hand. You know, and I That's love true. the concept of that. You know, don't sit there and beat him down all day long and make him feel like shit in front of your girlfriends, you know. No, you make him feel mm. ten feet tall and bulletproof at all times, and you defend him against the world, and you stand on that porch, and you fight every demon that comes after him. You know, that's what you're supposed to be doing. You know, but then they sit there and they, they do all their stupid crap, you know, cut this man down, and then doesn't want, wonders why that they leave them or they don't get treated like a lady. You don't get treated like a lady because you're not acting like a lady. Yeah, okay, and I'm done. I have to you can say, tell it's a good poem if it yeah, provokes and that I have to say emotion, on my, right? On, right, I understand that. And I have to say on my part with this poem, the guy is at fault too because he chose her. So no, see, because you never know in the beginning. The People aren't either. honest. People aren't honest about who they are when you meet them. You know, and and so I, I couldn't, perfect example, I had a boyfriend that I really liked. You know, we got along good. I, I really liked him as a person, but he had a really bad gambling habit. I didn't know that when I met him. So I had to make a choice. Did I stay with somebody who had a habit like that that I just couldn't do, or do I walk away? And I had to walk away from that situation. But I gave him a hug. I said, thank you for the time, and it's time to go. And I left. You didn't have to tear that person apart. You know, it isn't your fault for picking somebody. You don't know about them, you know, so you can't take that blame. You can take the blame if you become part of the problem, but you can't by just waiting. You can't by saying, I picked her, you know, unless you knew what she was like before you married her or something like that. But if you just meet someone on the street, you never know what you're going to get. You just have to keep trying. And when it goes bad, you don't have to hate yeah. Exactly. Great job, both of those, <sighs> sweethearts. Thank you very much, Nyla. Hope to do this again next week. Tell everyone how they can come show you some love, Clarence. Well, they can show me love by coming to Facebook and coming to my profile page, which is Clarence Ferguson, Jr. Or they can come to my group page, which is the letter C, the word double, like you're seeing double. The number 34, music and friends. Perfect. 
All right, Clarence, great job. Thank you for sharing both of those. I loved them. Thank you very much, Nala. Have a good night and talk to you next week. You too, baby. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Our next caller is area code 541. 541, you're on the air. Oh. Oh, cool. Hi. This is uh, James Otter. My head's about three times as big as it should be tonight. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing absolutely wonderful. I, I want to let Audrey know real quick. Audrey, Audrey, you are next, by the way, because I didn't give you in the lineup. But you are next. Oh, man. I wish I got that. Anyway, how are you doing, Nyla? <laughs> it's good to be here. Yeah. No, I, uh, you know, I'm over here in Eugene, Oregon. It's nice out. I got some poetry lined up. So I'm going to do something blind because I have so many poems I've been writing lately. I've been breaking all the rules, spending lots of time on my porch meditating and thinking on life. So I'm going to read Every Animal. This is a darker poem. Ready? Yes. I am. The re- What? No, go ahead. All right. The room was cheap. The floors were wooden and old. I had a neighbor that lived down below. Through a hole in the floor, I could see my neighbor, pacing around, always so nervous. It started out as an accidental view. These things always start that way. The hold was natural. It was not drilled. On a birch tree in the spring, with bark as white as snow, but much more useful, the fresh leaves gently trembling. They are fresh, and they are vulnerable. I was looking for wild bees to see if it's true about how they protect themselves. I was looking to take some in for the night to see if they would become docile in my home. Wild flowers freshly awakened after another winter, helpless buds and blooms I snapped between my fingers. I burn dandelion seedlings. They go up in seconds, and I wonder if any of the people around me care to get closer and learn for themselves, if they too can go up in flames, or if they are resilient enough to ignore the hypnotic softness of a gentle breeze on a sunny spring day in an outskirt park far enough away with a small enough parking lot to wind up on the evening news in two weeks' time. I know a thing or two about bo- about threads on boards, with tacks and names. My name has shown itself to every bartender. All the gunsmiths know my form. They've seen me. They've seen me for who I am and who I wish to be. I wonder how many secret windows the wood has opened within my apartment. I wonder if there's anybody interested in what I'm doing by myself late at night. Is there someone keeping tabs on me? And would they be terribly offended if I kept a tab on them? I'd like to know my neighbors a little better. They know better than to get to know me. Our meeting would be a one-time thing, because everything after would just be a one-sided banter until the stench wafts in to an intelligent nose, or rather, the rent doesn't come in that month. I'm so good at keeping my hands away from drawers, 
Ever since I was a boy, I practiced learning objects by touch alone. My fingerprints are robust. They stand against the rest. So many things I have felt that will never be washed. I'm still with those implements. My energy never left. Nobody else would think about that. I'd like to share my secrets. It would have to be a once-in-a-lifetime event because my inner self is not meant to be passed around like a rat's present. Every animal feels different when it's being prepared. And that's pretty terrifying. And that's not really me narrating. It's just kind of a... I've been getting back into writing scary poetry again. And that's something that came to mind. And it's a little odd, little last minute, but I wanted to do this really bad, and I thank you. <laughs> oh, I think it was incredible. And James, right? This is James. Yeah, I'm James Otter, Eugene, Oregon's poet overlord. <laughs> it is That's, good to hear from you, neighbor. I'm up in Salem. Yeah, good to hear from you, too. I haven't been on here since Halloween. Well, um, I'm glad you're here, and uh, that was absolutely a great comeback debut. Yeah, that's one. I recently posted it on my page, Poet Overlord, on Facebook. And, like, the the funny thing is I've been writing a lot, and I'm so picky because, like, I have to – I also do graphic design for my things. I'm like, no, I can't put this out until I have the appropriate picture to go with it. And I ended up whipping up the illustration in a taxi cab. And I was like, it's was, it was pretty fun. I'm glad you enjoyed that. <laughs> Absolutely I, did. There's, you know, it's funny because the other one I was stewing over is was like a meditation poem about a puddle that becomes a river. But then I'm like, nah, I got to read the scary thing. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's a good thing about always being able to come back here and read, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I apologize I haven't been here more often. You know, I've I've been a very busy man. I'm getting married and things like that. Well, congratulations. But, yeah, I do host, you know, I host a, a Zoom meeting every week, and it's also kind of a funny thing because I'm doing it very word of mouth. I used to make these long, large, giant event pages, but I kind of realized, you know, this overlord, he, he, he belongs in the underground. Everything I do has to be underground still. It's the only thing that feels natural. So it's kind of <laughs> funny to be here with all these very formal poets who are so, so talented and just still be doing my, ho- my show, but it's like virtually invisible to the naked eye. I love it. <laughs> well, oh, the, anyway. the, the, the worlds we paint around ourselves, right? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it all comes back to it. Because like, when I was doing uh, the Kush poetry, I don't know if you ever went to that, but like, when I ran that, most of how it became so popular was because of word of mouth. And it was really weird. It was almost like there was a hex on it because... I'd put up flyers, and I'd do whenever I'd go out of my way to advertise it, it wouldn't work out. But when like a couple of people would start talking about it, 
I'd suddenly have a room full of 50 people. It's like... It's kind of like, hey, do you want to go to Denny's and have a burger? Or, hey, you want to go to Speakeasy? Which one are you going to go exactly. to? Exactly. You know, which sounds more exciting. <laughs> <laughs> but that's uh, for another night. <laughs> awesome. All right, baby doll, tell everyone how they can come find you, sweetheart. Yeah, you can... The spot you can find me post the most is my page on Facebook, Poet Overlord. I also have a group. It's a private group, but it's called Page 3 Poetry Virtual Open Mic. And every Wednesday, I post the Zoom link. But also, you know, if you add me, James Otter, on Facebook, I tend to, like, send messages to specific people with the link as well and a personalized invitation. I like to do it that way. I feel like it makes it, you know, it's a more personal thing. It's much different than it was before. It's a lot, it's cool. More intimate. Yeah. More intimate. And, you know, definitely more uncensored. You know, you can, like, drink on the air. (laughs) You couldn't do that before. (laughs) I am drinking a glass of peach Moscato right now, as a matter of fact. I am drinking San Pellegrino uh, blood orange soda right now. <laughs> Cheers. Well, anyway, there are many other people that are waiting to read. <laughs> but, you know, thanks for having me. I apologize for being a little flat, flabbered, gassed. Like I say, I, my head's like three times its own size. I, I've had a really terrible headache. So, anyway, I'm going to keep listening for a bit. But you have All right, a James. wonderful night, Nyla. You too, honey. Appreciate you so much. And please, open door policy for you all the time. Oh, you spoil me. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk to you soon, baby. All, all right. right. Bye. All right. We're going to go ahead and grab Miss Audrey, who lost her place in line. But since I'm a good girl and write them down, no one ever loses their place in line. Audrey Michelle, you are on the air. Hi, Nina. You mentioned me three times before I'm even here. (laughs) (laughs) You should see the chat room. You know, it's so funny because you don't get over here to read very often because I know your life is just hectic and crazy and you are spinning so many plates and juggling so much bullshit 90% of the time. But I love when you do find your way over here. And, and all they have to do is get a hint that you're on the air, and the chat room just goes nuts. <laughs> really? I yeah. you know. It's actually, I'm so happy right now to be here. I'm fed. I really don't feel very well, so I haven't even logged in there. I'm just, I'm, I have a great little thing to do with you here, but it's taking all the energy in the world. So first, I just want to start off with, well, it's three details, because you mentioned defining or noticing details. So I had just spent the last an hour and 23 minutes because I only ever call people that require pressing zero. So I pressed zero. <laughs> and that's why I lost my damn place. Place almost. But um, anyway, uh, the actual, the first of the three details actually just added a second part. So that's actually four details. But the first one I actually noticed before you even talked about most noticing details, and that was in your introduction. I mean, holy crap. You said, your poetry in our ears. And I think I actually got hard. I mean, whoa. <laughs> There's so many times I've thought, God, I grew a penis just so if I could get hard over listening to her read this. No, no, <laughs> Why I can't I have a one. penis? so damn sexy. 
<laughs> but then I just heard you do it again, and uh, that just happened. So that's the second part of the detail when you said, let's go get ice cream. Or how about BKC? I mean, Jesus Christ, lady, you are the best goddess. But who in the hell would pick ice cream? <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Detail number two was, um, is that, okay, um, I listened to your Guy Lane's rules, whatever, and I and I don't feel well, so I didn't actually write down the 12 um, different prompts or whatever. So I was going to ask you to actually put them in italics and center them, and then I'm going to submit that because the challenge was to use all 12 lines in a poem. And so I'm just going to list them, as you did, and italicize and just center it for me, and there is my entry, and I just totally hooked it up. Or... <laughs> second part of that is you can just send me the first word of all 12 lines and I'll write you a haiku. How do you like that? What if, I, what if I want to do both? I just did both. What if I, just, what if I send you the list and you can just do what you want? <laughs> no, I just did what I want. I just followed your rules and made it easy. Well, that works for me. That may, that makes yeah. it really easy. I'm just I'm just sitting back now. Like, where's no, my I mean, Okay, I'm good. It absolutely wins the competition. Anyway, I like to win. And the third detail was absolutely perfect because you have so much unbelievably skills of an empath when you wrote and you specified that uh, dancing in the dark because, you know, I've been doing that for decades and I had no idea it was even dark. So it's uh, actually in the light of that is changed my life. Just knowing that it's there makes me be able to see, you know, Mm-hmm. Open the light up, right? So um, and then I was like, you know, but my point here tonight was to leave all of those things behind. And then I realized, and so I picked a poem totally off the topic. And I'm actually looking just the title alone, and I couldn't define Dancing in the Dark more. <laughs> <laughs> so here's my poem. It's called um, Dancing in the Dark. Now, Touch Unspoken, My Nights of Dreams. Now just lives in such. The daylight presents and it kills his touch. My body lies naked, even when it's closed. My skin left uncovered, with no hand to hold. Slowly, each froze. To starve for a heart that I thought I possessed. But it left me to be sampled by somebody else. I hypnotized. His stare of truth, a misread reflection. It was not presented as it was viewed. Promises that were made, had he talked in his sleep. Lover's vows that were sworn were just mine to keep. Baptized by lips that I still ache for, assumed an alliance in a forfeited war. The lyrics were shared. Skin upon skin, was it music that played, or were words spoken? His was the touch for which life had been waiting, an aroma that stained, with a smell never fading. A mind can't be cleared if it is consumed. His scent still lingers within each thought that looms. When I close my eyes, he joins me again. From then through sunrise can blend. The morning rays blind what never was seen 
except with envision of a mind he deceived. Then. So, how personal of a poem was that to you? Oh, they all are. I, I can't, I've only written twice completely on somebody else's emotions. I could feel them that strongly. One was a news story and one was someone they knew really well. Besides that, they all, at the time that I write them, are my subconscious. And so every single one of them is personal. Even though... Was that one very emotional for you to read? Um, I remember it as the time that I wrote it. And, uh, yeah, that's where I go when I read it. So it's very emotional. It was very palpable. That was probably one of the best... It was probably one of the best reading performances I've ever heard you give. Yeah, I've learned a lot, even though I've been dancing in the dark. I, I've been, you know, learning a lot about the few things I could control. And uh, I absolutely... There, there was a grounding you could hear in your voice. There was an ownership and a vulnerability. So little, so little you know? control I have in life. And that's my gift and that's mine. And no one can control that. And it's like um, like the MySpace group. Like I just clicked there and I, the administrator, and I'm starting this whole legacy thing with Stephanie Borders. And this whole community is mine. It was mine all along. It's my people that love me. It's my people that know me. It's my people that remember who I am and not what I was have become. You know, um, this is still who I am. It's still who as I was and nothing else defines me better. And that's all these people will ever see is me. And so I feel so much emotion through the words and the poetry and the community, and it has changed my whole life, you know, being more involved. And I I love you guys. I love all of you so much. And, yeah, there's been a lot of things that I can't even talk about, but um, there's a lot of reasons I've been away. But uh, now I've regained my understanding of why I need to stay because you guys are my invincibility. And that's all I have been needing for so long. And thank you so much for coming back into my life and to accepting me back even though I was gone for so long. Honey, you've never been gone. It's okay to go out there and have a life and have things you have to do. I've been gone. Like I wasn't Okay, it's okay, but that's okay. Because you I know, know what, I was you, you're here you right guys. now and you're talking to me and you've never gone anywhere. Yes, to you guys, but I was in a different dimension, you know, so I understand I, that. I just, I, it, the world went on and I still remained in it. That's my point. I'm still the same person that I actually am, not what was stated of me, not at all. And so when I come back here, I was still there and I am still... Audrey Michelle, and that is still who I am, and that is a reawakening, and that was because of you. But no, I was still Audrey Michelle when I came or back around, and I never expected that because I am so misviewed in this world that I forgot a place like that exists. And this is my family, this is my safety, this is my security, and I couldn't need that or mean that more. And so thank you to every one of you and to my beautiful Nyla and everything because I've needed this for so long. And thank you so much for remembering Audrey Michelle and never, ever seeing anything else. You're my sister, honey. You're my 
One day I'm going to be having my first time experience with you. I mean, seriously, you're so sexy. (laughs) (laughs) I love you. (laughs) I love you. And I am not feeling well, so I'm going to go. But I really appreciated this. And thank you. I love everybody here. Thank you so much, Nye. I'll give you a call this week. Oh, God, that would be amazing. Okay. All right. We'll talk to you soon, honey. Love you. Love you. Okay. Miss Audrey Michelle, loved by so many, respected by all of us. All right. Let's go ahead and grab our next caller. I'm going to go ahead and give the next three so you kind of have a heads up. We have 219-848 and then 818. Those are our next three callers. So 219, you are on the air. Brother O, I think. Hello, Nat. How you doing? Hey, Brother O, how you doing, sweetheart? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. It's really good to hear from you. What's going on, sweetheart? Uh, just dealing with this rain up here. It's, it's pouring down out there, but I'm still glad to be here. <laughs> you know, I'm still here. I'm still here. <laughs> Well, we are glad. We're glad that you're here. Here is here. Does that make sense? Exactly. So, what I do you just, have uh, for us tonight? I just called living with a chip on my shoulders. Although, I wonder. Most well-known, respected, and influential poets in the Chicago Fortune community. A two-time National Spoken Word Award winner for overcome of the year. A poet who has shared stages with many legends in the National Poetry community. A poet who puts entirely work, effort, and dedication to his craft. A poet who has the capabilities to achieve gold status. And a poet who has been the model consistency over the last 11 years, yours truly still lives with a chip on my shoulders. Although I'm the example of resilience, the living example of determination, the living example of perseverance, the living example of real manhood, the living example of faithfulness, and the living example of having patience, yours truly still lives with a chip on my shoulders. Although I'm a survivor of many medical issues, overcoming speech impairment, survivor bullying, a real life overcomer, who graduated from both high school and college despite being placed in special education classes, yours truly still lives with a chip on my shoulders. Now, brother, why do you live with a chip on your shoulders after all that you accomplished in your incredible speech? Incredible life. My dear brothers and sisters, when you were not expected to live past your first birthday, when you were not expected to graduate from high school or college, when you were voted the least likely to succeed and expanded feeling everything that you attempted, when you were bullied, ridiculed, and made fun of regularly, when you struggled with low self esteem, and low self-confidence and feelings of not being good enough. 
when you were expected to end up dead or locked up in jail or prison, where you were expected to end up being addicted to drugs and alcohol, when you were told that you were crazy for even doing poetry, when you were told that your style of poetry didn't match the criteria of uh, being a quote-unquote spoken word artist, when you were constantly passed over and overlooked because of your disabilities, when you were told that you would not last for one year, when you were told that you virtually had no chance to be featured on showcases, and when you were criticized for not having lyrical abilities, the brothers and sisters, that's many reasons why I still live with a chip on my shoulders even to this day in poem. You know, I, I love the way that you, you know, are very brutally honest about all the crap people go through, all the things that you've gone through, but, you know, all the, the stuff that people, you know, calling it out, owning it. You know, yeah. All the, all the people, all the things people could use for crutches, and saying, "Yeah, I have crutches too, but I didn't let them cripple me." Exactly. You know, which is the labels that people put on you, the crap they throw at you, the things that life forces of you. You know, it's too easy for people to fall back on those for, as crutches and use them to make excuses for them not pushing harder or not trying harder. Or sometimes, you know, we just get too tired. You know, we need a break. You know, we, we use that to cover yeah. those, those those times and, and you know, all the things that humanity goes through, you know, but you give that hope. You just keep going. So good job. Oh, thanks, Nala. I appreciate that. I, I, I mean, that piece was inspired by uh, everything everything I've gone through in my life and, uh, you know, just looking back on what people, you know, what people said and uh, they actually, the chill of my shoulder just just pushed me to uh, become who I am, who I am as a man and who I am as a poet. I'm just consistent. I'm just going, I'm just going to be, going to be the best Brother, all possible to try not to be inside anybody else because there's nobody like Brother Oliver Medical Professor Porch in the world, so I have to be the best me every day. That's it's a good really goal. A competition against anybody else, but yourself, you're actually yeah. competing with yourself. It's you constantly measure yourself against yourself. That's pretty powerful. Is you. Always, always you against you. Every day is you. Mm-hmm. The only person that can stop you is you. Exactly. That's uh, the main, the main thing I was trying to convey in this poem. You did that, and you did that very well. So fantastic job, sweetheart. Right. Want to do me a favor? Tell everyone how they can find you now. Uh, <clears throat> those of you who are not familiar with my work and uh, would like to connect with me on Facebook, I can be found the name of my brother O'Gavin. Pretty, pretty simple to find. Uh, I got a lot of a lot of things coming up, and I uh, just uh, just connect with me so you can keep posting what I got going on. And uh, so 
Thank you for the support every week. Well, we appreciate you very much, so thank you, hon. And we will talk to you next week, correct? I'll be back. Yes, always. <laughs> All right, Brother O. Thank you so much, honey. You're welcome. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and give the lineup of the next few callers. Just tell because I'm so hungry. I didn't eat before the show. And this comes on, like, right at dinner time for me, and I'm sitting there looking at the clock. Somebody order me a pizza right now and have it sent to me. Not really, because you don't know where I am. But I don't care. Do it anyway. Just pretend. Oh, I want some pizza. Chocolate cake would be good, too. Okay, so next caller. <laughs> next three callers. We have 848-740 and then 719. Those will be our next three callers. Let's go ahead and grab 848. 848, you're on the air. Hey, you have decent pizza in, in Oregon. <laughs> yeah, but I'm on the air. I can't order one, nor can I answer the door to go get one. I'm stuck. You guys have me held hostage. Oh, so you, you do this out of, out of like, out of a home? And that goes through blog talk or something? Not like yeah. Home yep, I have a home studio that is relayed through New York, through the, via Internet, and out to the world. Yeah. Okay, I have nothing to read. I was just calling in and figured I'd hit one. But, and thanks for getting me writing. So I just wanted to listen. You got me, you know, working on some stuff. I have nothing to say. It's terrible here. Everybody's cutting each other's throats. It's a mess. It's a freaking nightmare. Welcome to New Jersey. (laughs) It's an industry meltdown day. We're fucked. But that's all. I appreciate it. I'm sorry to take up time. I have nothing to say. I have nothing to read. But you did get me listening and writing, and I appreciate it. We're okay. Day in the life. Yeah, I, well, I, we appreciate I you, nothing, honey. I have nothing complete. Now, it's a bunch of depressing nonsense. But once again, this is two in a row. So, and then I remember it's Thursday, so I can lock in and, you know, thanks for getting me going. I appreciate it. <laughs> You're welcome, sweetheart. So, yes, yeah, be kind. <laughs> We're all right. They're all freaking out because shows are starting to open up. And most of the people who are complaining kind of really didn't do anything during all this lockdown. And they're all kind of trying to rehash the past. And everybody else went independent. So, you know, you should have been rehearsing. You should have been practicing, like you said. You should be reading. You know what I mean? Plus, yep. I don't want to read this depressing crap. I am no one. I have no name. I look for myself. I pretend I'm invisible. You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> terrible nonsense. But it's important. That's all. Thank you. I'll, yeah, Thursday. I owe you two. I owe you two rounds for getting me going. All right, sweetheart. I'll I'll be collecting on those, and I'll talk to you next week. And he, well, I hope so. Yeah, I, I, you know, I'm not that well put out. I surround. I am surrounded in silence. I hide in its emptiness. It's horrible nonsense. Self-important. Look, you know, Wah. we don't write like. But it, it, hopefully it'll work out. It's just about being in an empty room. 
know what I mean? So maybe we'll throw in a secondary character, some haunting ghost in the past, some nonsense. You know, you fucking should have been nice. Whatever. I'm running out of things to say. Once again, I owe you two for getting me up and going. Thank you very much. <laughs> You're welcome, honey. We'll talk to you soon, sweetheart. Kiss are good. Cool. Grateful dead. <laughs> All right. Our next caller comes from area code 740. 740, you're on the air. Hi, Nyla. This is Sean Tucker from Ohio. Hey, Sean. How you doing, honey? Oh, doing pretty good. I've had an interesting week, so that makes for a good uh, set of writing, I suppose. <laughs> it is really good to hear from you. Um, so I have one really super short poem and then potentially a second. Okay. Um, this first piece is titled, actually just titled it while I was on the air because it was untitled, so I thought it probably should have a title. Um, Freud versus Reality. And here we go. The id. Ego and superego revolving through my mind, but this time in a powerful balance. I'm focused. Doctors call them voices. I call them a selfish spirit of consciousness. I was made in God's image. I get jealous too. But reflections are like a mirror, broken still. End of poem. Wow. It's not easy to pack a punch in short-form poetry, but you absolutely did. Thank you. I put. Um, I tried to get my uh, homework done this week, but I had a well of a week, let me tell you. So this is uh, what... Fox were provoked from last week's show, so I did my best. <laughs> <laughs> well, you did great. Well, thank you. Um, I've got a second one here. I'm trying to get used, reused to all this technology again. I used to be so good at it, and now I'm not because I'm old and washed up. But um, <laughs> you know, we're gonna, we're going to look back. You know. 50 years from now, we're going to look back at you saying that, and you're going to think, damn, I I, I was pretty good back then. (laughs) I look back at the times in my life where I thought I was old. I'm 21. God, I'm so old. It's like, geez, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. Um, So this second piece, I'm going to tell you a short story about it. Um, I was sitting in a, we'll call it a pub, and... uh, I was collaborating with uh, one of my good, good friends, and it was before open, and he's like, Sean, you're a good writer. I was like, yeah, but I have no resources to go anywhere with this. And he's like, well, why don't you, and he said, why don't you write one, and we'll see where we go. And he was trying to explain to me music. He's a musician, and um, he, uh, I told him, I said, listen, I can't sing. I can't write music but I just write what I write. And he said, well, write one now. And I said, okay, give me a thought and give me a um, 
emotion. And then I'll write something. And he he literally starts looking around the room and picks something. And he, he grabs an ashtray. And he says, write about it. So I took about 30 seconds, and I started writing. And this is what came out in about 15 minutes. So um, if he's listening, that'd be awesome, but I doubt that right now. But um, this poem is titled, The Black Ash Tray. Smoke rises off the black ash tray as the marble casts the pain away. You force the day scene, but only with the inebriated delusion that the drink brings. The jukebox sings, only the sober cringe. Left at home are the diamond rings because everybody's single when they binge. Mine runs free today. Smoke rises off the black ash tray as the marble casts the pain away. End of poem. Wow. Pretty ironic because uh, anyone who follows me on Facebook knows I tried to quit smoking a few weeks ago. Did good for a couple weeks and colossally failed a couple weeks later. And now here I am. Smoked a cigarette on the air. So. Yeah, it's uh, fun when someone gives you, you know, just throws something at you randomly. It's like the song uh, Under My Umbrella. I think that was it, was uh, written on, someone threw, you know, someone said I can write a song about anything. I don't remember even know who the artist was anymore. I forget, but I remember reading it. Mm -hmm. Um, And they said, right, good, write a song about an umbrella. And so they wrote this song about the umbrella and ended up being one of their biggest hits. So, you know, it's it's fun. It's fun when somebody throws something at you and you're able to reach out and snag it like a fly ball and just and just run with it. You know, good job on that. Yeah. Well, thank you, thank you. I, I really enjoyed sharing that story because it meant something to me, and it's someone I haven't had contact with in a good minute. And maybe one day we'll sit back in that same pub and listen to this recording. <laughs> But um, I, I really enjoy sharing those two. Those are actually two of my favorites. Um, and, uh, but yeah, yeah. Very cool. All right, my darling, what happens next? Well, um, I'd like to let you guys know that you can find me. I've been narrowing down my uh, social media until I get a few things situated um, technology wise but you can find me on Facebook Sean Tucker from Ohio um, and what else if you would like you can find me on Amazon.com and you can find me on YouTube and you can find me on Goodreads um, anybody feel free to DM me and um and share our thoughts, you know, that's what it's all about. It is indeed. All right, my darling, we will talk to you next week. You sure will. I'll set my alarm. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. All right, sweetheart, thank you so much, hon.
You take care. Much love. Much love to you. Bye-bye, sweetheart. All right, our next caller is area code dun, 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 uh, 419. 419, you're on the air. Hello, Miss Nyla. Agent 419, you're on the air. It's been a long time. How are you? <laughs> it has been a long time, and it is very good to hear from you. Oh, my gosh. I hope I'm still alive. Am I still alive? Can you pinch me? <laughs> pinch me over the wires. <laughs> Ow. Just so much going on all at once. It's just so hard to focus on one thing at a time, you know? So I know, right? Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> too much, too much. So I'm glad I got to be on your show finally because, like I said, it's been a long time. and I try to tune in and listen when I can, even though I'm not reading. So. Um, I do have I have two. Wait, 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 wait. Slow down. Take a breath. Did you introduce yourself, my dear? Uh, Agent 419, <laughs> Shelly Gambino. There you go, good girl. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And I'd love to do your assignments, but sometimes my job is so strenuous, I just don't have time for myself to even breathe. So <laughs> It's okay. Um, <laughs> okay, so the first, I have a really short one. Um, it's called My Shadow's Final Dance. And I actually wrote it off a picture, so maybe it, my poetry will do the picture in your head, I guess. <laughs> Since you can't see. Um, it says, the shadow of my youth follows me everywhere I go. Oh, to walk beside myself, the places that I have been, the places I have yet to go. Today, as I feel quite old, my shadow mimics me in times long gone by and wants to reminisce my fluidity to accompany me in the final dance of my last days. My shadow cannot forsake what once was, that of youth and beauty, I was able to call my own. My shadow walks with me, so I do not have to walk alone. That's the end piece. <laughs> so it was a picture yeah, of an old lady walking with a cane, and then the shadow mm-hmm. was of someone dancing as a young, vibrant, beautiful woman with long, flowing hair. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I just thought the image yeah. that made me write that, so... I hope it makes sense. Every time I see that image, it makes me think about how when you're talking to someone who's very old, you know, who's up there 90, 100 years old, Uh and they'll look at you, and the one thing that I I hear constantly people say is that, but I only feel 40 in my mind, or I still feel like I'm 20 inside my head. Uh Uh-huh. You know? So you think about, you know, getting older. I see that picture of her walking down the street and she's walking with a cane, but inside her head, she's still that 20-year-old girl who used to do the jitterbug. You know, I, that's a great right. image, really good image. I and love that image. It's so beautiful. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I always think, uh, um, what was I going to say about that? Oh, my gosh, I forgot. Because you were talking about the age thing. and Oh, yeah, like um, I've been told so many times in my life that I have an old spirit or an old soul by so many mm-hmm. people that know me. So that, like, it, it resonated with me that way, too, that, like, we can live amongst each other, the young child that never got to come out as a child, and then, you know what I mean, kind of, so, yeah, it really was kind of cool. <laughs> um, the other one I had is because I had such a crappy day today, so it's kind of how I felt, so I just kind of want to share it, I guess. 
I don't want to okay. be a Debbie Downer, but I just kind of want to get it out and just maybe I can move on with my day. <laughs> um, it's called Mental Anguish, Another Crash Course, Looking for the Bright Side, right? <laughs> um, anger, lashing tongue, it's no wonder I was taught. Respect, where respect is none, but in order to get, one has to give some reciprocation to a continuous fruitless effort. Seems I try hard, the harder I try. All efforts fall short to the wayside. Emotional roller coaster, ranting and raving and waging unprecedented measures. Grandiose effort on my behalf every time I try. I have always tried. I have always made that effort to try. Yet I still find myself continuing to try. My actions fall meaningless. My words do not mean anything. I might as well bite my tongue rather than try to hold my ground. In the end, is it worth even my breath? My mind circles. I did not need this roller coaster. I did not ask for the ride. My ticket purchased at birth. I have had no choice, but I do. It is to accept, but that is truly the bitter part, the hardest thing to do. It is not that I don't want to. It is what damages my already broken heart. I tell myself that I'm not going to let this get to me, but yet it does, every single time. As I lie to myself, wanting so much to accept, in hopes that I will be better for it, and to continue to love the best way I know how. To continue being me with each day, to acknowledge self-improvement, striving at learning acceptance, that this will always be, because one day when it's too late, I am in the greatest of hopes that this day, like others past, will all be a forgotten memory, living to see the light on what this life is all about anyways. I choose love. I choose light. If only I can open my half-shut eyes just to realize this isn't her fault. This isn't mine either. To live in harmony and peace, at times you have to walk away until sanity grips me and I try again another day. I forgive the forgivable. I cannot forget the treatment. This, like everything else, too shall pass. It is one of my greatest hopes. The end. Wow. Very much an emotional roller coaster ride. Yeah. Yeah, I just felt kind of like a tumultuous day. Some things are out of your control, and I just like, you know, you just want to scream. <laughs> just to get it out, you just want to scream, you know? And... and I don't know if anybody ever dealt with, like, a parent that has mental illness, but it's so hard. <laughs> I don't care how old you are. I don't care if you're 85 and they're 120. You're always going to deal with, you know, you want to accept it, and then you know in your mind you accept it, and then you go back to those little things that remind you that it isn't right. You know what I mean? Like, it's so hard. I don't know how to explain it. I so. understand 100 percent, 1,090 billion percent what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. And Yeah, it's just... It's a struggle constantly with me. I try to get along with her, but every day is different. And then you want to call, and then you're like, why do I do it? And then you call, and then it's the reason why you didn't want to in the first place. And it's just a cycle, the roller coaster. Mm-hmm. But you feel like you have to call because that's your mother, and you're supposed to love her, and that's the right thing to do. And it just, I can't just dispose of her in my life. I just, it's not right, you know. So, so I try to forgive. <laughs> I don't know. It's hard. I understand. But thanks for letting me share that because it just was, uh, you know, toeful today. So, well, the best thing about today is 
it's not tomorrow. So tomorrow's right. brand new, and you get to own that. <laughs> And that's so why better I'm have this one. For the bright Cuddle up in something comfortable and let yourself have this night. You need to have yeah. these nights once in a while, but tomorrow you own that. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was like looking for the bright side. <laughs> I, I mean, I always have my. That was like my optimism in life. I try to look for the bright side. So. I don't know. Sometimes the bright people that are smiling all the time really are crying so hard on the inside you wouldn't even know. Mhm. <laughs> Exactly. But that's life. <laughs> that's life. It throws us curveballs, that's for sure. All right, my darling. <laughs> Tell everyone how they well, can find you, my agent419. <laughs> Thank you, Nyla. Um, I'm on Facebook. I do poetical intrigue, um, like the poet poetical intrigue, and I put all my poems on there. Um, it's just what my poetry is, and then I do. I'm on Facebook for Shelley Gambino, but um, if you want to just like interested in my poems and stuff, and um, not so much my opinions, <laughs> poetical entries where you can find me. <laughs> very good. I'm very. Right, I'm sweetheart. not gonna lie. I'm very opinionated. So if people know me, I, I that's the way I am. I'm sorry. <laughs> I apologize for that in advance. Uh, don't be apologize. For, don't apologize for having an opinion. <laughs> right. People with strong opinions are making up for the 70 other people who have no opinions at all, so it's okay. Right, or the ones that just sit on the fence and are so indecisive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if this guy's up or down, but no, it's just, an, yeah, everybody has them. We're all Someone doesn't right? have to have my opinion as long as they have their own. That's why I say exactly, and as long as we're all entitled. We're all entitled to have that, to own it, you know, mm-hmm. so... I I just like I just don't lie. <laughs> I'm opinionated. I'm white. <laughs> All right, baby. Great job you tonight. You have a good night. Appreciate you so well, much. Thank you. thank you for letting me on your show, dear. And I hope to be on here real soon again. All right, baby. Bye bye. Thank you. Bye bye. All right. The next caller comes from area code eight one five eight one five. You're on the air. Nyla, it's just as the Gina Storm. I came to celebrate with you. Hey, Gina, how are you, sweetheart? I'm fine. I came to celebrate life and poetry. This is Thursday. I am so glad. Oh, I was all freaked out and worried one. about you for a while. <laughs> yeah, I, I do. I hate to miss one. I was actually, I was balled up in excruciating pain for the last two days. And then it lifted, like like when overcast clouds um, blow away and the sun comes back out, even though it's mm-hmm. raining small children and, and baby animals outside right now here. Apparently everybody who's on the line is having some kind of terrible weather, so I don't feel so bad. <laughs> oh, I'm looking outside and it's just like this beautiful, slightly breezy, clear night with soft, fluffy clouds in the sky. Oh. Well, we we've seen here right in the Midwest getting all the rain for America, yeah. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. Okay, so I'm going to do one and, uh, and then to continue to listen, because I know you have a lot of callers and you've been trying to breeze through us as quickly as possible. I also wanted to say um, to your agent sister who was just on about her opinion, um, she needs to always share that, always. Mm-hmm. That's why we have a, a voice, so that we can use it. So that was that. Um, I'm going to do a piece for Mama all the day, because... Um, you know, in, in the poetry community, there are so many brothers and sisters and very few parents, and mama owes everybody's mama. 
and she takes care of us and she loves us and she prays for us and she looks out for us and uh, she makes incredible jewelry and she needs to be celebrated because this is the day in which she was born. So I'm simply going to title my piece, Mama O. Not sure when, but we'll just say some time ago, I ran into this poet on an online radio show. She came on before I did, and this is the way she announced herself to all the kids, that she was the all-around queen and the gangster granny. That's the one that stuck with me because I thought it was funny. Then I had grandchildren of my own a few years later, and I got it. And it was amazing to see that she could see that about herself, and it's a reality. It's also a necessity. When you have grandchildren, they're an extension of not just yourself, but they're the offspring of your offspring. You have to be a gangster because we live in a world in which people will bully you, take advantage, and do awful things. So if you have a gangster in your life, a lot of people think that having a praying grandmother is all that it takes, and that's nice. But when your granny is a gangster, that's a whole other thing. And the wit that she shares with us makes her a mother wit as well. I love that part of her moniker, too. But my favorite thing that she said to me, and I implore you, if you can say Zuckerberg, you can say Oladeji. And I decided that very day I would break it down phonetically. And every time I said her name, I would say it that way. But I named my freestyle this evening, Mama Oh, because she encompasses so many things that I have to say, oh, oh, my, oh, my goodness, oh, my God, and oh, how grateful I am that you're in all our lives. One of my favorite things about her is she likes to have all of these things together in these compartment-type trays. There are gems and jewels and beads, hooks and I'm thinking some kind of glue or string. I'm not sure how it all comes together, but what it is is the final project that's amazing. She makes individual jewelry pieces, and she gifts them to people. What I do as a gift to her is I send her money so that she has postage so that she can gift all of you. It's just something that you can do anonymously, and she's not the kind of ask for any help, but I'm employing for you. If you wanted to say something special for her and you didn't, if you're not connected to her on social media, you need to be. And if you don't have a mother of your own and you just simply love poetry, by all means, salute, honor our elders and especially on the day in which they were born. This is my ode to you, my beloved poetry mom. Love you. Happiness always and not just today. I'm Gina Storm. Thank you for indulging me in peace. She is going to so cry when she hears that. I mean, real mama tears. Yeah, I almost did, so I had to end it. (laughs) But she's beautiful inside and out, and she needs to be supported, saluted, and cherished because she's a historian in the poetry community. She teaches me so much about life, about being a mother, about being a grandmother, especially a gangster one, um, um, about jewelry and, and stones and gems and um, just being a good friend. And, and everybody needs someone like her in their lives, and we have the privilege of right now for her to be here. So I wanted to give her her flowers tonight. Thank you, Nyla. Um, I'm Gina Strong with an E storm like this weather that I'm having right now in Illinois and anywhere that poetry can be found that's where you can find me fantastic job sis I love you so much thank you for doing that for mama I love you sis I knew she would appreciate it and I'm just gotta go so I don't start crying on the air (laughs) (laughs) all right we'll talk to you next week absolutely one love one night good night 
All right, baby girl. Okay, our next caller comes from area code 419. 419, you're on the air. Good evening. This is Rebel Jones. Hey, Rebel Jones. How you doing, my darling? Fantastic. This is my first time ever calling your show. Well, welcome to the program. How'd you find us? On Facebook. Um, you've um, you guys have invited me to the show plenty of times. I'm just not always have the time to make it. I'm a pretty busy guy. I got a big family, a lot of kids I'm raising, and very little time to do what I love to do um, more than parenting, or as much well, as parenting. Let me uh, hear that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really glad that you found time to call in tonight, and welcome to the family. Welcome to the show. How old are your kids? Thank you. Um, I have four, six, thirteen, and eighteen. So my uh, my homework for you, first time caller. Uh huh. I want you to write a poem with your thirteen and your eighteen year old. A collaboration okay. poem. I want you to get them to sit down and write a poem with you, and then I want you to call in separately, give them each their own time, and read the poem oh, no, together. Kids, you guys are together. Kids, my kids would not get on on the mic. My son, my thirteen-year-old son, my thirteen-year-old son won't even say hello to somebody. <laughs> but see, this, this is on the phone, so it's different. Yeah, we don't. Yeah, I'm telling you, can't say no for him. He, he, he won't him say no it. for himself. <laughs> Yep, I have a hard time getting that boy to do anything. But <laughs> I do have a piece for you that I wrote um, pre-apocalypse. Last okay. Coronavirus. <laughs> um, first of all, though, before I spit my piece, I want to say big ups to Clarence Ferguson Jr. C Double Thirty Four Music. I've been listening for a minute now. Um, my sis Gina Storm, and happy birthday, Mama Ola Daisy. We love you. The piece uh-huh. I'm going to spit to you tonight is Poetry Doesn't Belong to Me. I don't compete. That's not what this is to me. You see, this is poetry. This is more than showing off big, clever vocabularies of deep thoughts. Poetry is when the soul decides to take time, to take control. Speak out, reach out, peek out from its interdimensional cloud, and it doesn't concern itself with ratings and clouds. When the soul decides it's time to speak, all of time and space stops. A spirit speaks. The celestial listen with more than a patient's ear. They answer back with blessings that drop upon ears that listen, and then they get glistened with wisdom that most don't give time to concern themselves with in their daily living. You shall be forgiven, for blindness is an easy web to run into, and an escape is never easy unless some of yourself is given to prove you deserve to continue freely living. Other versions of me have probably done it better. But this poetry thing is my perception of living in this current existence. Take everything I say is only my philosophy, which is only mine because of the secrets my spirits inside whispered to me and haunted thoughts in the nights I just cannot seem to sleep. Insomnia, I suppose, not by mistake, but for a specific particular reason. Perhaps something unseen has planted these poetic images I'm continuously seeing. 
palpitating, minuscule heartbeats to each letter I write to give life to the ink. In order for each word to have the ability to speak on its own and to even feel and think, a high like no other, and the emotional experiences like the divine speaking right through what I write, the feeling of energy surges right through me. Truth is, it's brought me out of some hard places when there was only one set of footprints in the sand, but how could that be? I'm so confused, what could it possibly mean? It's the soreness and tiredness I feel in my feet that begin questioning whether I've been alone this entire time and never really accepting defeat. Don't fight it. Give control to me. It's time for me to speak, a voice within, oh, so very loud. I've doubted a lot of blessings in my past, but I'm still growing, and that means I'm still learning, so thank you for your patience with me. Fact is, I'll never stop falling down, and I'm human. That's the way life was designed to be. Make mistakes, learn from that, and keep moving, so here we be. I'm a sinner, and I understand that, but point out a living being who isn't, then I will humbly turn away and leave. So here I stand before you with words not coming from the writer, but from something far more deep. From within the abyss inside this vessel, celestial space awakens something mighty from this resting place and displays a disarray of messages and a poetic message. And I must confess, I'm not a bit astonished at this current era state of affairs when so many spirits stay dormant and at rest. Wake up to the soul of the morning. There's something suck of all, sucking all of y'all spirits. And you remain asleep while the succubus of life remains seated directly upon your chest. You think you've been living all this time when really we've been existing in death. A vibration, a shake, and awaken the weak in my legs. A shiver down the ladder of my spine sent tingles through my arms and back. I shake off a drowsy feeling and stare in awe at my writing pad. This here piece I've just written, I wasn't conscious for that. So when the soul takes control of the writer's pen, the fingers are sure to follow. That's their peace. That was intense. That was some great writing, sweetheart. Thank you. You are very, very welcome. And you could tell, I mean, there was such conviction. There was no hesitation in your delivery at any point during any of that. That was phenomenal. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. You are very, very welcome. Before I um, tell people um, where they can find me, because most most poetry communities online um, I belong to, um, I tell everybody, thank you for waking up today. That's just something I I do to everybody. Uh, People look at me weird, like that's a weird thing to say to people, but it's just my thing. That's my gesture. I love Anyways, it. <laughs> thank you for waking up today. Um, you can find me on Facebook. I have a page with all my poetry. It's Poetry by Rebel Jones. And then um, you can find me on Instagram once in a while. I'm on Poetizer. I'm on um, Iraqi. And I'm also trying to grow my little YouTube channel, Poetry by Rebel Jones, Madman Productions. So those are the different places you can find me. Well, I'm glad that you finally made it over here, sweetheart, and I hope that now that you have, you will make more of a habit of it and join us more often because we would love to hear more of your work. 
Thank you so much. I appreciate that. The chat room is saying you're badass, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank Just you, guys. Sure. I love you all. <laughs> all right, sweetie. We'll talk to you next week. Great debut to the show, honey. Welcome. Thank you. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. Awesomeness. Okay. Our next caller comes from area code 315. 315, you're on the air. Nyla. Hey baby, on? how are you? I'm I'm doing good. You know, I, remember the other remember the other day when you put that thing up on uh, Facebook about the about the program that you got uh, kind of like trapped into. You I know, hear and you, yeah. you said, and you said you were a little upset about your placard. You didn't realize that the, there was misspelling on it. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Well, how come Is there more? No how come there's no time? And how come the time isn't on there? I did not know. Oh, what because time those are just those are just telling people thank you for donating. Those aren't to promote the no, show. No, 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 I'm not talking about, about, about that. I'm talking about the I'm talking about the actual one. So the Speakeasy Cafe. Oh. Like I did not know what time this this actually started because it's been so long, you know, since I've been out. Oh, that. I've got to have some mystery about me. <laughs> yeah, I love your mystery. <laughs> Believe me. Um, my biggest mystery is I don't like sauce on my pizza. Yeah, that and you like anchovies. Oh my god, I can't. They were asking when I mentioned you guys earlier. I, we mentioned about the pizza, right? I wanted pizza, so the chat room's asking me what kind of pizza I want, and so I told them I wanted thick crust with anchovies and artichokes, no sauce, extra cheese. That's my perfect I know. That pizza. Was me that, re- that was me that responded to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Are you kidding me? That I absolutely not kidding you. That is my favorite pizza. That is that would that would be heaven. And maybe sometimes oh if I'm feeling God. really froggy, I'll throw on black olives. Oh yeah. If you ever had if you ever had my homemade sauce handed down from my great grandmother from from uh, Calabria, Italy, you would never say no sauce anymore. Believe me. <laughs> well, that, then I, I I see it as the gauntlet thrown down, and we'll find out. That's right. But I make the best meatballs you've ever tasted in your life. Meatballs I have no issue with. I'm just not a red sauce person or oh, a big pasta person. But you know what's really funny is I love lasagna. Go figure. Oh, lasagna. Yeah, lasagna. Come on. Every, every, ooh, I mean, I lasagna, lasagna isn't noodles and red sauce. It's lasagna. But I don't like noodles That's and right. red sauce. Yeah. Right. Well, you would like my noodles and red sauce. I'm just telling you right now. I, I'm not going to argue with you. I like food. I'll try everything. It is delicious. <laughs> so how much, no, well, I'm just so hungrier. How much time do I have? Um, you can read one long poem or two short poems. Well, I'm not even sure if these are both. So, all right, I'm going to read this one first. And okay. then I'm going to read another one if I have time. Okay. This is called... This is this is for her. I was just looking at a message. Word machine she just made me laugh. But anyway, this is for her. There is a cosmic veil between genius and insanity. As wafer thin as a gossamer wing. And I am enraptured by both. She's like a beautiful shimmering diamond. Glistening like a faint star. One mile beneath the earth and a tube just wide enough for my shoulders that and risk it all just to hold her in my hands at the risk of her powerful darkness blistering them beyond recognition 
leaving me scarred for life. Yet I display them proudly like a warrior back from years of battle. The perils would be many as I make my descent and my bid for this unique and exquisite crown jewel, gazing deeply into her mesmerizing facets of gold and violet hues. My questioning mind troubles me in doubt, and yet I am captured by her potential madness. For the reward of Regina is far outweighs the need of never truly knowing. Her perilous nightmare reads like a spy novel, suspense of tortures and disappearance, one of enslavement and missing memory, tiny fragments of shattered glass she tries to piece back together in poetic puzzles for my puzzles for my solving. I burn with an unflinching desire to help recover that which she has lost, for which she gave life, bring back her sensual desires, bring her back to the empowered, unbreakable bond of entangled souls, whose passion burned for the fire few have ever known, a passion and binding respect that would survive and reignite throughout the ages. If only she would let me, if only I could show her. Oh, that was beautiful. Thank you. You are very welcome, Todd. It is so nice having you calling in and sharing and, you know, yeah. seriously. It's like, I don't know, it's, it's all been rekindled ever since this, um, ever since this MySpace reunion page because, look, as we all know, Facebook, Facebook trying to put your poetry out there, whatever. For it, it, it's it's been nowhere land for the last you know six seven years, whatever it's been, you know. And uh, so so all of a sudden now that they they came up with this MySpace poetry room, it's like I don't know. I'm just having just having a re rekindling resurgence of wanting to write again, you know. Because you know I mean before just nothing ever got noticed. It's just, uh, mm-hmm. it, it, it's great. It, it's great that we're all back together. You know what I mean? Like, it if, is. I, like if, I hit, if I hit the lottery tomorrow, I'd pick a spot right in the center of the United States, and we would have a MySpace reunion, like weekends of just everybody getting together, reading poetry, dancing, partying, having a good time, and it would be awesome. It was a really different thing over there. Someone who wasn't part of that culture, wasn't part of that era, was not part of the MySpace community, will never understand the difference between what it was and what we have now. I mean, it it was, for for an artist, it was incredible. It was. I mean, it was just, you know, we all understand it. I, I don't think the people... That, 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 that we're never there, we're never involved, I don't think they do, you know? Well, you can't miss what you don't know. Well, well, exactly, exactly. Do I have time to read one more? If it's a quick one. It's, uh, yeah, it's kind of quick. Okay. Yeah, this this one's, uh, the, the, this is kind of semi-autobiographical, yeah, semi-autobiographical that happened to me a, a long time ago called Justice. I swap flies with baseball bats, yet try to fight giants with twigs. 
frustration and crusty language wilts like a final bloom in summer's unrelenting heat when it comes to dealing with the man. They've heard it all as they pack it away in their jack-of-the-box, just waiting to spring into action. Pop! And I'm now the weasel, looking for a dark yet familiar hole for concealment, but a rat terrier is nipping at my heels. The scales of justice have been tipped by judging fingers, whose hypocrisy knows no limits, as they adjust their heavy lead rings for good measure, as they press down like the older fat kid on the playground, who slides his ass all the way back at the edge of the teeter-totter. Your decision upheld. The wrath of the all-knowing robe seems void of any compassion, yet demands your humility, demanding their pound of flesh, ordering you shackled and chained. Then gather nightly in highbrow cigar-smoke-filled taverns, drowning their laden catches with Manhattans and gorging on clams while the greasy butter drips down their fleshy chins as their inebriated minds and slurred speech stammer to justify it their justice. For some, their competency should be called into question as they sit alone in their private chambers, eat fingers into 100-year-old scotch, nervously loading a 45 for a nightly game of Russian roulette. Yet no one sees, much like their justice, it's the luck of the draw. Spin. Click. Another robe lives to play out the scene once more. His nervous, somewhat dejected hands slides the gun into a concealed drawer and pours himself another double. One more day to mete out justice. And <laughs> That speaks very well to the gluttony of the self-serving. Yeah. And, the, and the, the whole trap of all of that. That was phenomenal. Well, thank you very much, Aaron. You're very welcome. One of these things I'll actually call in where I have more time to spend with you. I always call in too late. Uh, earlier is but better. I've been, you get I've been right up a storm, though. You know, it's 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 like it's like a resurgence, and I love it. And, I, and I'm glad. Well, I'm just that, glad uh, you're writing again. That's amazing. But uh, good, a good buddy of mine, though, has got something in the works. I hope, and uh, you know, we'll see. Cool. We'll see. All right, where can we love on you, sweetheart? Well, you can love on me at Facebook. I've given up on all the other avenues, but uh, you can you can find me at uh, Todd A. Carter on Facebook. You can find me at uh, the Collected Works of Todd A. Carter, and of course, in in the uh, the, the new newly developed MySpace poets and I, I, I can never remember. poets and writers or poets. But, you know, the the MySpace uh, room, that's where I've been doing all my posting. Very cool. All right, sweetheart, we will see you next week. Okay, now, love you, Bernardo. <laughs> love you too, honey. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. All right, we'll see you later. All Bye. right. So our next caller comes from area code. I'm going to go ahead and give you the next callers going down. We have area code... I think I'm going to switch. You can only do one poem right now or two, like, haikus, all right, because we still have, we have area code 264, or excuse me, 267-903-863-323-575-807, still coming on the air. And then we have area code 704, 
four eight or four six eight. You are not in the lineup. So seven oh four four six eight if you wanted to come on four oh seven seven yeah, four oh seven. If you want to come on the air, please press one. Otherwise, hanging out, appreciate you being here, all that good stuff. Let's go ahead and grab oh my goodness gracious, who did I say was next? Three one five was Three one five. Is it three one five next, or did I miss that one? Three one five. Three one five. You're Todd, right? Yeah. That's, uh, yeah. All right. All right, baby. Thanks. All right. So let's. Okay, I got myself mixed up. I didn't mark my calls. All right. Let's go ahead and grab area code two six seven two six seven. You're on the air. Uh, good evening. How are you doing? I'm doing great, sweetheart. How are you? I'm doing okay. This is uh, Justice Clark for Wedding Justice. It is good to hear from you, sweetheart. How have you been? I've been okay. I try to stay up this time so I can try to get on on air for you. <laughs> that makes me happy. What'd you bring us tonight? Um, it's a poem called "In the Tombs of Jagged Freedom." <clears throat> I was dubbed the unmuted wanderer, lost in the castle of a witch's grin, as the blade of her smile pierced me impaling me beyond the consequences of my skin. She flung the word love into the air with a casual discord for all to see, for all to capture, for all to be tortured beneath the cloak of her rapture. I was her lover. I was her friend. I was her victim in the end. This widow so black who trapped me in her sticky web, I suffocated on my trust like a fish in a net left dangling above water. Air was my executioner the second she took my breath away. The lines of connection were severed. I fell hard and fast, like the angel rebuked from heaven, striking the ground of my reality, perishing in the flames of woe. Time burns hot. Time burns slow. As the seams of my dreams unravel, infested by her taste, while I digested arsenic and lace, the humble crumbles of me trickling in their prodded escape. Just another faceless name, eradicated and erased, introduced and reproduced, recycled and replaced by a woman who was married only to herself. I was crushed by the weight of my sins, pricked by an arrow too crooked to flee, my view skewed, too crooked to see, my heart painted in the art of deception, I, the mockery of a jester, who smiled in shiny lipstick, leaving her red ragged kiss on my collar that seeped into the fibers of my noose until no trace was left of me in chalk. The good and the best of me, outlined in a homicide of fate's fairy tale tragedy, an unsifted, gifted periodical washed away in the rain with yesterday's trash, a weathered headline tethered to the tomb of forgotten news. In the wake of a newly turned morning, bound by the strings of her malevolent whim, as my words became passages of sifting ash, and my love, the dust in her wind. End poem. Damn. That was incredible. Thank you, just like a piece I heard earlier where, you know, just the whole image of standing there looking at a train wreck, you know, train heading straight for you. You know that this person is going to be a train wreck, but you can't move, you know. You can you can just watch it 
plow over you and hope you survive the other end of that. Yeah, it's about all you can do sometimes. And we, all know, we all know those relationships, don't we? Oh, yes, yes, yes. That that was dedicated to my ex-wife. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it always seems like the worse the boyfriend was, the more palms I have for them. <laughs> yeah, like contentment, contentment is the a, a po- it's poison, but you piss mm-hmm. me off. Man, I'm gonna write about you. <laughs> yeah, well, it, 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 I think I believe that like helps purge, you know, the emotions by putting mm-hmm. it down on people. So, but I really want to thank you for giving me a chance to share this evening, and I'm glad I was able to hang on. I am really glad you were able to too. You know, I know life gets busy and you can't be here all the time, but when you do make time to be here, when when the stars align and this happens, I just want you to know how much I appreciate it. And when you're not here, you are very missed. You are a part of our family, an important part. Well, I really appreciate that, and I I do try to stay up, but I go to work very early in the morning, so sometimes I just fall asleep. So I understand. <laughs> it's okay to have a life. <laughs> you always come home at some point. It's good. That is true. All right, my sweetheart, tell everyone how they can find you. Um, Justice Clark, Soetic Justice. I'm on Facebook. Uh, Justice Clark on YouTube. Thoughts of a Single Man on SoundCloud. And I'm also on Reverb Nation. And uh, I have three books currently out on Amazon. A poetry book, a fictional novel I illustrated, and a collection of short horror stories under the name C. William Clark. Perfect. All right, sweetheart, thank you so much, and we'll talk to you next week if you can be here. All right, and you have a good night, dear. You too. All right, bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, our next caller comes from area code 903. 903, you are on the air. Hello, Nyla, this is Eric Shulman. How are you doing tonight? Hey, Eric, how are you, sweetheart? It's really good to hear from you. I'm doing all right. I actually worked all day during the daytime this time, so I had the night off. So I was able <laughs> you to jump are in. always working. Yeah, that's what I do. It's always so, work. What are you going to bless us with tonight, my darling? Well, actually, first off, I'd like to wish uh, Vicky. Uh, Aqua, or how do you say her name? Mama Ola J's name? Like the color. Aqua, okay. All right. Vicky Aqua, happy birthday. I'm actually uh, blessing the mic with her poem. It's a tribute to her that I wrote to her for her birthday. I already sent it to her, too. Oh, that's awesome. She said she loved it, and uh, she appreciated it, and uh, she said it's a great way to start her birthday off. So, yeah, that's in there really early this morning. So. All right. So this is Vicky Aqua. Valuable, wise, knowledgeable, and intelligent woman who clever, cleverly constructs, creates her poetry. Kind-hearted, truly talented poetess and in, incorruptible by all. Achieves her goals, whatever they may be. Questions a whole lot of things. Utilizes her usefulness. Every day attains whatever she wants, extremely honed in on her superb talent. That's the end piece. <laughs> and that is our mama. I bet she loved that. That is awesome. 
Yeah, she did. She really did. So. She's just got such a gracious and open heart and such a huge, huge spirit and soul and, and love capacity to her. I can't even tell you. You know, all these things that people yes. talk about what mom has given them, and I cannot, I cannot be more honest in saying that she has taught me what it's like to have a mama. Right. Yes, she has. She's definitely a mama. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely lived up to her name. That's for sure. She taught me a lot of things, too. But I wanted to write her a poem today, being her 74th birthday, and I didn't have a gift for her, so I just decided to write her a poem. Oh, you know what? That is absolutely the best gift you could have given her. I'll tell you that right right. now for sure. And and I don't even know. I know. I know how much that's going to mean to her. Yep. That's correct. Yeah. Awesome. She liked it a lot, too. So. Now hang on a second. Okay. Oh, we just got one, right, tonight? Yeah, yeah. Right now, lines are busy. Okay, cool. All right, well, this is Eric Shellman. You can find me on Facebook. It's Eric Shellman. Find me on YouTube. It's Eric Shellman. And uh, I got a personal blog. I don't got my URL, though. I forgot it, <laughs> unfortunately, but that's all right, though. And uh, have a great night. Thanks for the platform. Thanks for the show. Love you, Nyla. And hopefully I'll be able to sneak in next uh, next week. So. I should be in Austin so. for, next, for next week, all week. So. <laughs> but Very maybe cool. I can all take right. a few minutes in. <laughs> all right, well, thank you so much. Have a great night. Talk to you later. You too, Bye. Bye-bye, honey. Thank you. Bye. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 863-863. You're on the air. Um, hello, Nyla. This is Noreen. Hi, Noreen. How are you doing, sweetheart? I'm doing good. And you? I'm doing absolutely wonderful. What are you going to read for us tonight? Okay. I'm going to read um, Gary's um, called um, um, Pit-a-Pat. Okay. Um, Pit-a-Pat, Pit-a-Pat. Pit-a-pat, raindrops hitting the window pane. Crash, what was that? A baseball. Dang them kids, wasn't me. Let's get out of here around the house. Let's hide in the shed. I'm going to whip them kids. I'm going to the shed and get me a paddle. Yow! Pit-a-pat, 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 and the raindrops trickle down. Pit-a-pat, pit-a-pat, pit-a-pat. The end. <laughs> I love that. I absolutely you love too. it. Okay, thank you. You're very uh, welcome, okay. Maureen. Okay. And, and um, the poem I got tonight is a Kurt Tale sonnet, and it's called A Love. Okay. I'm nothing special today. Just want to write a poem of love. A love never goes away, even after a death of your loved one. It is going to be all right. Love has stood the test of time. Love exposed the truth. Love knows more. Love will also lure the both of you together for life, now through eternity. Remember, for those who are left here on earth, love will care for you. 
Love will restore your faith and know how love roars. The end. <laughs> Both of those were great choices for tonight, Noreen. And congratulations. Okay, you. you did amazing on your interview. I was really proud to be there and be a part of that with you. And just appreciate you and love you. Thank you. Well, thank you. That that made my day. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Okay. Tell everyone how to find you guys. Okay. Oh, can I say happy birthday to uh, Mama? Okay. Happy mm-hmm. birthday, Mama. Okay. 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 And you can find um Gary and I are. You can find our book on Amazon now and forever. Our love and other love poems. The aura truth. The reflections of our inner beings. And two hearts in one. And then you can find us on, um, okay, you can find us also on Gary and Noreen Snyder dot wix dot com front slash poetry. And you can, um, and you can find Gary on, um, Reverb Nation, Facebook dot com, and poetry poem dot com. And he's also Googleable and Googleable. Okay, <laughs> <And> you can <laughs> find <laughs> Okay, you can find me on Facebook.com, ReverbNation.com, and you can find me on um, PoetryPoem.com, and you can find both of us on um, Code-Fi.com under Gary and Noreen, and you can also find us on Twitter as Gary and Noreen, and um, okay, and you can find us on Saturday nights um, on um the Poetry Club at the Facebook Live. And then and at the end, we have somebody can come on. And last um, Saturday, we had Spicy. And, and and I hope Spicy would come on here, too. Oh, I love her so much. Yes. I've yes. been, her. I have known her since MySpace days, since before this show ever started. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I've known her a long time. Amazing yes. girl. Yes. In fact, we have one of her poems on our library that um, maybe I'll end the show with that. That's written read, read by Diamond J, a friend wow. of hers. Wow. So. Wow. Yeah. All right, Noreen, great job tonight. Thank you so so much. Okay, you're welcome. Okay, and thank you for supporting Gary and I. Um, we us on there on the um on the show um on the interview. Thank you very much. <laughs> You are so welcome, honey. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. All righty. Our next caller comes from area code 323323. You're on the air. This is Tim Sear from Los Angeles. First and foremost, Mama O, happy birthday. <laughs> hey. Hey, sweetheart. How are you doing? It's good to hear from well, you. It's good to be heard. I know you got a lot of people waiting, so I'm going to do my normal drive-by, drop it, and keep it moving. <laughs> okay. But first, you can find me at uh, One Half Court Publishing on Instagram, uh, Ed McKinney on Facebook. This is the Haku Interlude. You are mad at the same story out of Colorado, keys to mental liability. Then white hate cracks and create massive retro of life. As the story gets better, when rage and vanity kicks the system's ass unshaken by fate, who's really allowing them in the law confronting ways out which bay of pigs went counterclockwise? Spring break down 
around BBC World News Korea is back in the eyes, offering doubt on missiles and land takeover. Home took America under gear of fork pits. Who's next when cloning becomes their thoughts? Demigod bend down and blow the Dixie pipe. Dick is her name. Let's that peace. That was incredible. Big punch, few words. I appreciate that. You are very welcome, sweetheart. That was it was awesome to hear. Well, I'm, I'm glad you had this platform. Shout out to Gina Storm who told me to come, so I had to rush over. I'm here. Uh, support you. I love, love that you guys do what she tells you to do. Oh, I am so goodness. excited for her right now. <laughs> Look here, we, we don't want that text. What's up? You, you know, you ain't supporting. We don't like it. That, that's pure pressure. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Blessings and I appreciate you so much. I'm I'm so glad that you are a part of our family. I'm so glad you come over here and share. And I just want to say thank you and fantastic job tonight, baby. Thank you so much, and you're welcome. I'm honored. You have a great evening. You too, sweetheart. We'll talk to you soon, hon. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Our next caller comes from area code 575. 575, you're on the air. Hello, Noella. This is Jade Mist. How are you? Hey, Jade. I'm doing great, sweetheart. How are you? Very well, thank you. Um, very quickly, uh, in honor of St. Patty's Month, I wrote uh, my first limerick, and I'd like to regale that to you very quickly, if I may. Please. And it's uh, March Lioness. Here we go. A romance. Was a change in season. Listen and learn the reason. Spring we were sweethearts. Summer we were lusty cats. Fall we did cool. For you treated me cruel. In winter, another I'll be pleasing. And there you have it. <laughs> that was quick and amazing. Thank you very much. Uh, again, my very first uh, different style of poem. That is, of course, the famous limerick, a little salty, a little body. And there you are. <laughs> I love that you're having fun and exploring and playing with words. And that was just, that was incredible. I'm excited about that. Thank you so much. <laughs> you're welcome, that. Jade. Uh, again, in the honor of, yep. And uh, till next time, off we go. And by the way, thank you for being one of our sponsors for this upcoming year. Appreciate you so much. You're most welcome. Thank you. You're welcome, Goodbye. honey. We'll talk to you soon. Jade is amazing. We love her. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 807807. 807, you're on the air. Hello, Nyla Tay. How are you? Hey, Robbie. You made it on... <laughs> While we were live, I think I'm going to get ah, everybody on go. depending on yeah. how quickly. We <laughs> a go. lot of people, a lot of people had shorter poems. <laughs> we're about to break that trend, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! I'm not, I'm not known for short poems or for short conversation, but hey, <laughs> that's just me. Uh, but anyways, uh, that being said, I'll just get right into my poem. Uh, okay. Curtains half drawn. The curtains are half, are drawn half opened, opened to the black and white simplicity of the newborn dawn. As the crimson colors flood the corners of the cozy kitchen, flooding the corners with their warmth, 
curtains half drawn to dawn's new promise, to tell new tales of life's events lazily passing by, every moment inhaled in my heart's presence, and exhaled by my soul's softly breathed sigh. The curious, the, sorry, the curtains have been half drawn, and the moments start to seep in. Like the hot sips of coffee, I am forced to sip slowly. The heat of the moment presently drawn in slow draughts like my coffee, treasuring each second of the moment in my lives that passes on by. I wake up every morn to the light of this kitchen, with curtains drawn to light's new dawn, fawning over every beam of sunlight that happens to seep in, and I play with those sunbeams with my fingers, as the dust in the kitchen is caught in those sunbeams, and like the dust particles caught in those gentle morning sunbeams, I gently draw figures of curiosity in the particles of my morning's newborn thoughts that show mature into the human drama of the coming day. This moment is caught like a frame of life's events in film noir, a perfect moment caught in a celluloid memory, as I continue to drink slowly my coffee, thinking of the passing of this new day. I hold the power of my own life in the vagaries of dust bunnies that float before my eyes as I look out into the newborn world through half-drawn curtains, my thoughts like the particles of dust that cake the morning cup of coffee, and I ponder upon the possibilities of this newborn day, holding love in my heart's beating and tenderness in my soul's care as I dive now slowly into the mystery of this new day. And that is a slightly older poem from 2011 uh, called uh, Curtains Half Drawn. That was beautiful, Robbie. Thank you. It's one of my favorites for, for the visuals that it has in it. Visual is good on that one. I mean, right from the title mm-hmm. ongoing. Great job. Mm-hmm. Who needs LSD when you have poetry? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. I know how that goes. <laughs> yeah, all right, exactly. my darling. Tell everyone how they can come and show you all the love in the world. <laughs> Don't ask me where that came from. <laughs> uh, I'm at uh, Robbie's Multimedia Poetry on Facebook. Uh, I have all my links there. And recently I've been finally starting to uh, post some of my poetry more regularly at allpoetry.com. Uh, there I found that there's more interaction than most of the other poetry sites just because of the way it's built and I think the people there. So uh, I have poetry soup too, but but right now, uh, it, if you want to see my poetry, it's a, a good bet to go to Robbie's Poetry uh, at allpoetry.com. Very cool. All right, Robbie, we will talk to you next week. Yep. Perfect. Thanks, Sunny. Bye-bye. All right. I want to let area code 346 know that I see you, but your hand is not up. If you would like to come on the air and talk with us tonight, please press 1. That will let me know it's okay to unmute you. That's area code 346. As it's right now, we have two callers left. We have area code 419 followed by 501. So let's go ahead and grab 419. 419, you're on the air. Hi, Nala. Hey, sweetie. How are you doing? I'm good. How about you? I'm doing very well. It's good to hear from you. Good to be here. <laughs> well, two things. I want to 
say happy birthday to Mama. And uh, and then this poem that I'm going to do, uh, you responded to one of my poems on Facebook, and uh, so I'm going to do that poem. Uh, it's night. It's a poem that I wrote. Um, it was inspired by my uncle, who was a World War II veteran. Um, yes. Yes. The title of this poem is called Won't You Ever Change. Where were they, America, when you declared your independence, when you fought for your freedom, when you battled the British and the French? Where were they, America, when the stench of the blood of your sons filled the countryside with the silence of fallen heroes, when you decorated the heroes of the revolution with the revelation of an indentured servant that liberty is a great thing? Where were they, America? When the sting of the master's whip left a nation divided and united, pitting neighbor against neighbor, state against state, north against south, filling your mouth with the lie that your fight was for your conviction that all men are created equal. It was economic. Where were they, America, when you charged up San Juan Hill, made the shrill of bullets and cannons waving your banner in jubilation? For the nation they believed in. Where were they, America? When you took on the world and were victorious. When you paid your glorious tribute and made ticker tape on the chant of God bless America, land that, I, land that I love. What were you thinking of? Where were they, America? Won't you ever change? And poem. Fantastic. You know, I think that when you. you perform that piece or when you read that piece, you have to read what you wrote in the description of it, of the picture. Mm-hmm. Talking about him not, you know, not wanting you to not go into service, just not the army, all of that, that entire thing. Yes. I think that needs to be a part of what you read. Yes. That I mean, that I cannot tell you. I told you, you know, every once in a while we stumble on something in life that, that touches us deeply and profoundly, and I will never forget that picture. I will never forget what you wrote. I will never forget that poem, and I will never not have them endeared in my heart because of that. It was amazing. Thank you. So fantastic poem, fantastic write. Thank you. You are very welcome. All right, my love, tell everyone how they can come over and find you. Okay, you can find me on uh, Facebook. You can find me on YouTube and also All Poetry under Melvin Douglas Johnson. Absolutely perfect. All right, sweetheart, we will talk to you next week? Yes. (laughs) All right, hon. Love you dearly. Thank you. Love you too. Bye. All right, unless 346 raises up. 346, if you want to come on the air, press 1 if you're here listening and hanging out. Appreciate you. Change your mind uh, before the next reader gets done. Press one. Otherwise, glad you're here. Glad you've been listening to the show. We're going to go ahead and bring on what looks to be our last caller for the evening. Area code 501. 501, you are on the air. I can't believe I got everybody on in time. This is awesome. I don't know. Ain't that something nice? It is nice. Mm-hmm. Hello, How my you darling. Doing, you've been taking care of yourself? I have been. I've been doing well. Yeah. All right. Um, I had to come over here for Mama Old Daisy. Mama Old Daisy has uh, a, 
my molestation been in the game forever. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's still running with these kids, you know, and and and, and she's still relevant. She she's just not out here. My mother daily older days is very relevant. Uh, people that get a chance to know her on an intimate level, she is full of sage advice. Uh, she doesn't. You remember the first time she called into the show? She read. I think she read a poem that had something. I think there had something to do with tomato sauce in it. I don't remember. Mm. But I remember, I remember the first time her calling into the show, and my life has never been the same. She's amazing. I know you. you yeah, I mean, you can't miss Mama Daisy. You know where her, her voice is very distinct, and her style is very distinct, also. So if you mm-hmm. heard her somewhere, you know you heard Mama Daisy. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're here tonight. I'm glad you're closing out the show with me. This is going to be awesome. All right. Um, I'm gonna go ahead to this piece right here. It's, this piece is um, it's basically about love. It's not about man. It's not about a woman. Uh, it's, it's about people. Uh, it's running parallel uh, concerning fish. I'll get into the piece. <clears throat> to a little fish, the face of the moon that is unsurpassed would definitely be the warm incandescence of the honeymoon. Its warm orange glow has rejuvenated its effects. It can make the old run and the wise very foolish. Every endeavor ever plausible, every possibility possible. Although the laws of physics are unchanged, but yet on these nights, lunatics jump for joy in this rain of reflected sunshine. Fish become entranced and do their ceremonial dance. Their antics haphazardly give life a chance. Hormonally driven, they stare lustfully into each other's eyes as their bodies shudder. For tonight we glutton one unbridled passion while being hooked and pulled from the stream. As the catches of fish run their fillet down the scene, for the taste of one small thing, leaving the fish to mend its wounds while being set back into the stream, carrying the luggage of one having been butchered, in the hopes that the next honeymoon will not be a bad dream. In peace. Holy shit, that was amazing. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. You are welcome. And there are fans in the chat room as well all right that's cool that's incredible fantastic piece sweetheart you need to tell everybody how they can come over and show you love tell you you're amazing all the things i tell you (laughs) uh if you guys want to catch up with me you can go to youtube and you can see me paint and you can hear me be sarcastic and, and and witty with my wife uh, she puts up with me, and y'all will see uh, two people interacting as a couple, and, and, and it's not always smooth, but it, it, it is the best thing that is going. Uh, you can reach us at J&J Productions, Acrylic Arts, and um, you will see uh, me there doing uh, my thing and uh, my wife's doing hers. Uh, it's very entertaining. The only thing I ask, if you come by, hit share, hit like, uh, leave a comment, Definitely subscribe, and you'll be the first one to see the next video coming down the pipe. 
Very cool. All right. You guys heard him. Check it out. J&J Productions, Acrylic Arts on YouTube. And, sweetheart, fantastic job tonight. I appreciate you so much. Thank being you, here. I appreciate you sharing, and I cannot wait for you to come back next week. I'll be back, Nyla. <laughs> All right, baby. We'll talk to you then. Give the wife a hug for us. Most definitely. All right, you guys, you've been listening to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. If you happen to miss our inspiration from the Inkwell assignments and that type of thing at the beginning of the show, you can tune in to the archives, which should be available about 15 minutes after the show ends using the same link that you used to get to this show. And you can jot those down. You can go the first 15 minutes of any of our programs and find those prompts and that type of stuff. We have some really fun ones today, so if you missed them, make sure you go get those. I want to take a moment real quick and sing Happy Birthday to Mama. I don't know how much of a gift that is, giving my singing voice, but I do it anyway because it's my show. <laughs> and I love my mama. So this is for Vicki Aqua. We've had so many people wishing you happy birthday wishes as it should be. You are so important to so many people, and I tell you that all the time. And I'm really, really happy that tonight shows that. So this is for you, Mama. I love you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Mama. Happy birthday to you. Love you so much. Happy birthday, my dear, dear Mama. All right, everybody, we will see you next week, same time, same place. And with that, I am going to play an audio track I mentioned earlier when someone brought up Spicy. I'm going to close the show with a piece of uh, poetry she has written, and it is performed by Diamond J, and it's called Something Beautiful Still Remains. We'll see you guys next week. Once again, here's your boy Diamond J, who's speaking on behalf of Spicy who got something to say. This time she's talking about something beautiful. Something beautiful still remains. The sight of a moonlit serenade that gently touches the emotions. Noticing how the trees that sway under a lit sky as we watch the serenade of how we danced in the twilight hours. So much of you lends yourself to me as I did the same. For hours, We seem to be in the same frame of a silent movie, as if we were. Always hearing the sounds of the harp and xylophone as we pass, watching as the beauty still remains in this. Affairs come and go, but still, something beautiful remains. This beauty is what we brought from two souls that run through the rivers, that run deep into our entities. Just as you thought you saw the beauty in the disasters of me. How the gentleness of kind words parted my Red Sea. As I waved the clouds away, what I saw was something that only a blind man could feel in his spirit. The more that it came to be, the more I can't let go. Signs of our heart gave to the beauty she became. Just as it gave to him being her protector. Learning that she could value him for his. Seeing that he could value her for her culture. Reaching for two souls to become one. Seeing how the beauty passed through more than the stars above. They also pass over. 
So many times we are graced with the sun that adorns us with its rays. In the same way, we frown upon the water that falls and feeds the grass and flowers. But what still lingers is the beauty within. The further we got into our own waves, it drew us closer together. We found that our beauty comes in different areas, picturing when they meld together, how it would be the simplicity of something beautiful, something beautiful that still remains, like me and Spicy, Diamond J and Spicy, my voice, her words, put them together, you have something beautiful that will still remain. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.